Kanan! I know what to say now. I love you. Must be the truth here I'm talking. No. It's me. All me. Sir, the fuel! I gave you a direct order. hive of scum and villainy as we take the low road to resistance. This is episode 24 of season... Uh, Why are we even doing this? I can't do this. I can't do this show tonight, guys. Sorry. Sweet. You have enough. <laughs> Episode 24 of Season 2 of Force and Sensitive, a Star Wars podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple episodes of Rebels. Uh, nothing much happens. The end. Fuck. Do we have to do this? 
Let's do a Star Wars podcast, he says. It'll be fun, he says. <laughs> it wasn't my idea, was it? You guys cannot say that us bringing you to fucking the Filoni-verse with Clone Wars and Rebels has not re-energized everything you loved about Star Wars. And then some. You're a phony baloney. There has to be tragedy for the victories to matter. It's the, the tragedy. I watched the prequels. I don't know Alberta just fucking fired six rounds from his Nerf gun at your fucking likeness. <laughs> now I'm glad Kanan died. Oh. <laughs> that's about that's about as fuck you as it gets. No, I think what you said was earlier in our chat, Rocky. No, man, he just fucking busted everything wide open. There was no. Oh, you, you wish you <laughs> wish you busted open. <laughs> Say what now? With the thing you mentioned, I'm not. I can't. I can't give. I can't give uh, words to what you said earlier. It's too horrific. What are you? What are you leaning into there, Uncle Bad Touch? <laughs> You're wondering uh, what what the moratorium is on uh, asking Hera for uh, you know for a little hey, for, man. for a little hand. Dude, sometimes, sometimes, fucking, you need somebody to help you get through hardship. I'm just wondering what a good grace period is because I don't want to interrupt her while she's crying at the altar in the cave there, you know. But you know, when she eventually she's going to need to go out for some fucking space McDonald's or something. You're bad. You're a bad man. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, we've got to do an episode. We're gonna. He's gonna edit you out, Alberto. You know that, right? No, I'm not going to edit him. I'm not going to take the time. I'm not going to edit anything. Yeah, I'm not going to take the time to edit that. <laughs> Podcasting is barely worth uploading. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh wish I, I wish I edited Alberto into a paper towel. <laughs> or, or an Air Sharky. <laughs> yeah, or an Air Sharky. Or, or to, to a pair of bowling shoes. <laughs> That's what. That's El, what. That's El why Bruno, those. Ever, wait, wait, Mars. That's why those things held together so well. Yeah. Mars El had Bruno, a pair that, of blue bowling shoes that you literally wore for like twenty years. <laughs> mm-hmm. were, no, no, no. Those are Doc Martens. That's why they last so long. Yeah, but they were falling apart like ten years into like, like they lasted a good ten years after starting to fall apart. Yeah, they're the best. I'm gonna tell you right now. I had a pair. I had a couple pair of Docs in the '90s that fucking wouldn't die. Alberto, your your real mom is an off-brand uh, Air Jordans that came off the back of a truck. <laughs> Great. She's she's a, she's a crock, dude. All right. Well, anyways, we're gonna talk about. Episodes 9, 10, 11, and 12 of Season 4 of Star Wars Rebels. It's a very, very, very sad series of episodes. I don't know. We need a support group to get through it. And we should probably get set up for attack run. This is, uh, uh, whew, I don't remember my name. Balling like a, balling like a baby. Standing by. Millennial Falcon. Standing by. Green Sativa checking in. I'm falling in behind Hera to try to get this defender off. Of, ooh, 
Check that out. Angry as hell, st- not standing by. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm spending all this time uh, with like not having any free time, just like totally buried in my uh, uh, my deep fake studies for the good of all mankind. And like, this is what you guys let me walk deep into fake studies. Yeah, I don't want anyone oh, else no. to get tricked by is artificial body parts. You don't. Oh, you, you, so you're looking out for the betterment of your community and finding the falsies. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. You know, like, I want. Like, if you're gonna tug one out in front of your computer screen, I want you to know who you're tugging one out to. If you, if that's supposed to be Phyllis Dilla's uh, lady pot, I want it to really be Phyllis. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh my god! Wow! I draw a fucking line. Wait, are you quality control? For the internet, yeah. <laughs> For the entire internet. Nice. That would explain a lot. You're slacking. You're not. Yeah. You do not have high job performance ratings. The the breaking point was I came across too busy a deep getting fake getting turned on watching these deep fakes. I, I came across a deep fake Beyonce, and that's just blasphemy. Dear God, I may never ever be able to erect again. Do not say anything bad about one half of my mod nage à trois. <laughs> mod nage à trois. <laughs> <laughs> that joke went right over Berto's head. But fuck, it's that I'm old enough to get that one. Fuck me. <laughs> that that thing kept me, her, her and Adrian Babo kept me going right up to the Gilmore Girls. Okay, well, I don't get the first one, but fucking Adrian Barbeau, yeah, I can, I can say that one's made me through an adolescent night. But yeah, so anyway, I'm doing all this fucking hard work, making sure that the, you know, you're, hard you're, seeing, work. you're seeing your anus and not somebody else's anus. Okay, we're and stepping too close to break in what has been a good run for four weeks Yeah, I'm now. not saying Let's anything. Not and, and next thing you know... I turn on Rebels and something shitty happens. <laughs> As opposed to the other times that something shitty happens while you're looking the at, other deep, has... at deep fake uh, burp burps. <laughs> Stop! Well, I have, We're I have edging not, closer. Star Wars, he took us there. I have gotten into the, uh, the Dutch deep fake uh, market yet, so I haven't seen any. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. Der, what, about, yeah, what about the German deep fake market? Yeah, no. That's called uh, uh, Okay. I don't think it is. Hey, Alberto, you want to go get some fucking Frosties? Rather do anything else right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's Frosties a colloquial for? What? What? I thought Alberta. I thought that Rocky was being dirty to Alberta, but I guess they just want. <laughs> no, sometimes a frosty is just a frosty. I thought it was like if you run across like a you know like a like a wampa bukkake video or something. Oh my god! You know, here's a true story. Back when I was first playing SWG in the early days, there's uh, there's uh, animals on a thick gorilla called fucking fambas, 
They're big ambos. And we got attacked by like three nests. We were really close together and we were all in a big hunting party. We got attacked. And this poor uh, medic girl that was on our team, they were just like, it was like all of them were just on her because she was healing people. <laughs> I was like, watch out for the fambukaki. And that shit, fucking, I still laugh at that. So wampakaki and fambukaki. <sighs> we're off I'm to uh, a great start. <laughs> Yeah, considering where these episodes take us, we're rest uh, in really... Pe- rest in peace, Gator Jarris. Jesus. <laughs> he, he was glad he's out so he doesn't have to appear on this podcast anymore. Oh, man. All right. So... I have a boil on my inner thigh. Can we get a move on here? What? What? Okay. No, I don't want... Don't, don't like answer the way. man now, do you... <laughs> Stop. Don't, let's not talk about that. It's, what, it's the it. shit that happens when you're dying. I can't talk about pus. There's no pus. I can't. Let's move on. This is a heavy series of episodes. Okay, where does this episode open up, Johnny? Well, we didn't get there yet. Mars has, to deal, Mars has to deal with his varicose veins first. No, dude, no. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so... I just ate food before we got on the air that contained a honey mustard dip. I really do not want to go there. I will puke. Go for it. No. Okay, <laughs> so where's the start off? We haven't even got to the episode yet. I was going to talk about other stuff. Okay. See, we're all out of sorts because of what happens. But uh, <laughs> all right, just fucking leave us a five-star review. All right. If you want to send us a voice message or an email, <laughs> forceinsensitive at gmail.com. I don't give a fuck. Do it or don't. Whatever. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review, and I will break the, uh, the, 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 the no! BH door. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll break down the BH door. Break the pH down. <laughs> Make some noise. No sleep down. Break down the pH of Jericho. <laughs> you guys are just lucky that how comfortable I am under my coveys. Oh no! And God. I got new. Okay. I got. I got new pajamas on. No, no, you don't. I, I do. Well, thank God. Thank God the pajamas are on. Yeah, at least you're wearing something this week. I have a feeling using some weird little gimp stocking that he calls PJs. <laughs> he just uses Saran wrap. It's like the it's like the it's like the fucking Borat bikini, but he wears it upside down. Oh god! So it's like a weird head retractable stirrup. You have TMNT jammies on Mars. I only use the uh, the Middle East version of that product anyway. Huh? Iran wrap. Oh my god. Anyways, uh what? <laughs> oh fuck I'm, I'm, dis- so I'm despondent. I can't I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I legit fucking right. cried this week. We have we I, have I legit cried twice this week. One fuck, of them fuck when Dave Filoni. You pooped your pants? <laughs> no. The doctor? No, that was no, that was that was uh, tears of joy. Gotcha. Fuck Dave Filoni. Yeah, this man. is a I thought I, li- I thought He's I liked awesome. him. He he betrayed us. 
No, he didn't. He stayed true. Okay, come on. You 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 had to have seen it coming. Well, the fact I, I mentioned this to Rocky during the week. The fact yeah, you guys about this. never mentioned anything about Kanan appearing in the Mandalorian. <laughs> the only character. Yeah, it should have been a but fucking tip off. Sabine rumors, Zeb rumors. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is like uh, when he said that, I was like, two things can be learned from this fucking series of events is first, A, never let a blind man give a haircut, and B, finally saying I love you is never a good thing. I, I know. He should have said that. He I'd, said, rather, I know. I'd rather be frozen than fucking burnt to death. You know what the scariest part of that whole thing is? That there's a giant tank like that right near my house. If it explodes, I'll get evaporated. And I don't have the force. Just oh, another Mars, just pull down Here. your pants. you got plenty of force. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Uh, not my, and by the way, my legs are perfect. I don't have varicose veins. I just... You're talking about old man stuff. Who said so they were in your leg? <laughs> we weren't saying they were in your legs. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, all right. I guess we're going to do this. We're going to do this. This starts with it. This, this whole thing, this whole first two episodes of this is a fucking very awesome series of events, though. The way this all fucking starts at the beginning with that fucking... I mean, the first episode is called Rebel Assault. Yes, it was. That's exactly where we're starting. Episode 9... Of season four, Rebel Assault, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Dave Filoni and Stephen Melching. And this one originally aired November 13th, 2017. Uh, Rebel Assault, Hera leads a courageous attack against Grand Admiral Thrawn's forces. But when things go awry, her battle to win must become a daring escape if she is to survive. And so let me see if we have, take a look at the cast here. Uh, we have uh, Vault Scaris returns as voiced by Mario Vernaza. We have uh, Rook, uh, once again voiced by Warwick Davis. Ryder Azadi as voiced by Clancy Brown. And also Governor. Uh, uh, have you not learned this? The magnificent motherfucking Clancy Brown. When you say the man's name, you give a little respect. To, to add Thank some respect. Add some respect to my voice. Not to your voice so much. You always sound like a shithead, but fucking <laughs> to the introduction itself. Uh, we also have, obviously, Lars Mickelson as Grand Almel Thrawn and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as Governor Price. And then we got the ghost crew. And, all right, well, this I'm one... starting to get into Governor Price. <laughs> you like her because I was wondering how long hair. it was going to take. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, as a character, she still looks like a... I mean... Yeah, not to say like, I wouldn't get down with a deadite, but like you know, you know, I think she always reminded me of she's the Star Wars Mrs. Drysdale. Hmm, she is the Star Wars Mrs. Drysdale. Is that another old reference? Beverly Hillbilly Son. Let me tell. Let me tell you the story about a creature named Zab, a big purple monkey that would keep the rebels fat. And then one day went to shoot himself some food. 
And out from the universe popped the blue dude. Thrawn, that is. Blue skin. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the rebel's really scared. Hera, yeah. Hey, get away from there. Now in hell, where can it be? Uh, wow. And out from the desert came a giant wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! I I rarely give props to some of your shit, so but that was actually you took me there. I was in, especially that second verse, man. <laughs> oh man! So what would the uh, what would the ghost crew be called if they were in uh, Beverly Hillbillies uh, type show? Well, they would be the hillbillies first of all. The Lothal Hillbillies or something. The Lothal Hillbillies. The Lothal Billies. <laughs> the Lothal Billies. The Lothal Rebellies. But you know, I'm with you, Mars. Like, in the beginning, the, Price the was... The best being sort of, Hillbillies? In the beginning, Price was kind of a nuisance and, and was kind of like, okay, she's there to be the annoying, power-hungry, fucking shit-stain of a fucking commander kind of thing. Yeah. But by the time this all fucking wraps up... With her fucking story, it's kind of like, all right, I see her established as a, like, especially the way she was getting a little too off on her treatment of Hera. Yeah. She's a sadistic bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she really kind of grows into her own self by the end of all this. And my favorite part, my, one of my favorite parts of the show is because you hate her so much, is at when all the events happen, just that transmission from Thrawn was like, and I will deal with you when I return. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. You, you guys are giving her props. She killed. She killed fucking Kanan. The 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 uh, well, technically all, the Adat pilot killed Kanan. She the, gave the order. Everyone in the this show is animated like they're a person, if they are a person. But she is animated like she is a character on the seventies uh, religious uh, animated show Davy and Goliath. <laughs> like she looks like I a weird know, fucking. Bravey. She looks like a yeah. weird fucking. You know, person. you know who her head looks like. Actually, fucking, what's the what's in the um uh the Rudolph fucking claymation thing? What's the fucking guy, the elf that wants to be a dentist? What's his name? He does. She does look like that. Yes. You put fucking. You put a black wig on him, and that's fucking her. You put a black wig on him, and I, yeah, that's a party at the North Pole. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Price Price really comes into her own during these moments and fucking like I said, for as epic as I mean you can't take away from everything that happens in this series of events on, on uh, even from last week. The whole series of events of Lothal, like you know, Alberto pointed out, pretty much this whole final season is the battle for the soul of Lothal. And mm-hmm. fucking uh they take you some heavy fucking places, man. And fucking even last week, there were some heavy moments. But this week, I mean, everybody has their trial to contend with during all this, right? So it's fucking, it's insane. If they put her in a movie, she would have to be played by like Sybil Dan, you know, like Diane Thorne or <laughs> someone like that. Elsa the Wicked Warden. Actually, who is the, um, I know you guys probably didn't watch it, but she played the evil headmaster uh, lady in the Sabrina show on Netflix that was gory as fuck. But she's also in, um, oh gosh, she's been in a couple of new things that I know you guys have seen and I can't remember what they are now. Um, but she would play a good price if you were actually trying to play her as a wicked fucking, you know, commander that's just fucking hell bent on enjoying the pain of others. 
That's a good strategy where you don't actually tell us who it is, but then tell us that they would be good. Like with society. I, I will I, I will actually I'm gonna look it up right now and send it to you guys in the chat or and tell you guys on the air. Why don't so you just tell us on air to the people? Because I can't remember. Oh, well, I am. Yeah, but I if you look remember. it up, I'm doing it now, Mars. Relax, calm your tits, man. I'm on it. I'm doing. My Birdo's tits job. are warm under the coveys. Jesus. All right, I have a Star Wars question. Uh, is this? Am I misremembering, or is this the first time we've seen X-wings in Rebels? No, they've been there before, but the but Phoenix Squadron is never well. They're part of uh, Yavin Squadron now, so yeah, they, we we saw them before, but never within Phoenix Squadron when it existed. Okay, because there was something to me that felt different about this, and I was like, "Wait, is this the first time?" So that's one thing I think was a missed opportunity with the show. I really wanted to see the background to the X Wings. Yeah, I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, in the old EU, they were supposed to be an Imperial. Um, fighter that they like kind of stole. Hmm. Um, and there was like a, I think there was a book or a game that went into it. And it was, I remember it being pretty cool, but um, I don't know. I think there's an interesting story to tell, even if it's just like a comic or something, because the, um, the X Wings are supposed to be like top of the line, like snub fighter. I think well, what's be- interesting. About the design of the X-Wing is that they both look like it looks like like a modern jet, but also with the wings that pop up like that, it looks like uh, like old dogfighter World War One era. Yeah, uh, like planes, you know. Yeah. But okay. So by the way, her name is Michelle Gomez. That doesn't help me. And I'm I'm sitting mm-hmm. right now, and I'll tell you more in a second. Yeah. So her name is Michelle Gomez. She's been in Sabrina, uh, the, the the whatever Sabrina thing. She was in Doctor Who. She's a Scottish actress. Um, she was in... Uh, see, a lot of these maybe you didn't see. She's been a voice on the new uh, DuckTales show. Um, she was in the new animated 101 Dalmatians. I think she was Cruella. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah she, no she's yeah. Uh, she's awesome on that Sabrina show. She's been in a couple of more recent things that I've seen too. But anyway, she, she would be a good price if they really wanted somebody to pull that dark, sniveling, you know, power hungry asshole that you work with. I watched the. Uh, I guess it's not the most well. It's I watched the Texas Chainsaw 3D. It was called at one point today. Um, and uh, the main woman in that would be a good price because she's got big, big, weird eyes. I guess what's her name from the uh, um, from the uh, uh, Mamma Mia movies? Uh, what's her name? The younger girl. Um, she was also in Big Love. And uh, how about we not? Really how about we not cast Are these? How about we are not these cast shows? This? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are these shows you're talking about? Because I've never heard of anything you're saying. <laughs> never mind. Okay, let's move on. Anyway, do yes, they price, price the United, is a bitch. Do they exist in the United States? Yes, they do. I think these, I are think, these low shows? I think Sarah Michelle Beller should play her. 
Yeah, she's been Prime. in the, in in this movie and and this movie and this show. Prime primetime <laughs> Losa. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the entertainment weirdest hangouts. <laughs> 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 Fucking weirdos, man. I'm, I'm Mary Starhot. I used to give yeah. Alberto shit, but now I'm and I'm John Kanish. <laughs> John Kanish. John Kanish. How about fucking John Kanikinabs? Kanikinab. <laughs> I think I think Wolfie's Wolfie's the only other person that gets that when I say it. I, think I was you, trying you to remember. It was from that movie. Meatballs too, right? Meatballs too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking the, the alien. Come on and get on this. I'll tell you, we got some hot knickin' heads. Yeah. Me Ted. Me Ted. <laughs> Are you ready for some meatballs? <laughs> I have to go to sleep. I'm dying. Not, I, they injected microchips in me yesterday. Is Bill Gates talking to you? Giant I got a giant fucking balloon, it looks like, on the side of my leg. Did Bill Gates uh, talk to you? I broke a tooth when I fell down the other day. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it, man. M- Mars' new your life nickname in is, wrap. Yeah, Mr. Glass over here. Fucking I am dying. <laughs> Mr. Glass half empty. <laughs> Glass half smashed all over the ground. <laughs> no, fully smashed. But you know, young Padawan, a glass is at its most dangerous when it's broken. I'll tell you what. I'm still. I'm going to go to the retirement home that they got Filoni stashed in. I'm going to fucking shake him. Dude, leave the man alone. He has done a great service to the Star Wars community. That's finally getting wide range recognition. The man is finally getting the recognition he deserves from all the people who wouldn't watch the animated shows. And now fucking have watched The Mandalorian and understand what this if fucking If only he had gotten that recognition when he was young enough to appreciate it. I'm going to give him some hot ganib ganibs. <laughs> I feel bad about you. <laughs> if you have a problem with your ganiganabs always being hot, I would suggest a looser <laughs> pant. Are you ready for some meatballs? <laughs> I don't know. Where's that meatball son of a bitch? I got to go. <laughs> Needs needs me some meat wads oh, up God. in this piece. Fuck yeah. We need to talk about some rebels. Them rebels have gotten some shit this week. <laughs> so anyways, anyway, we, see, we see a full yes. squadron of X-Wings, and it looks badass. Do you, know, do you know how, as a fan of the fucking, you know, like I said, I'm the guy that fucking, the only time I teared up during, or got close to tearing up in Rogue One was when all the pilots checked in from fucking A New Hope. Well, this sequence of events, when Hera fucking utters the world fucking X-Wings into attack formation, I was like, fucking bring it, girl. And yeah, it didn't yeah. fucking let you lose. That X-Wing assault was just a motherfucker. I was like, yes. So much that- yes. That was shitty writing in a way, though. Like, first time we see fucking X-Wings in this uh, mythology. Also, they're fucking falling from the sky like my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Before they fell from the sky, they did some badass shit. Shitty, shitty writing. What? <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> did Alberta have a stroke? No. Are you having a stroke? Yeah. I, I, it just sounded like he was just yelling words. <laughs> that's how that's how most of us communicate, Mars. What? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what's the matter. I can't. I think I am having a stroke. I can't understand what Alberto <laughs> said. <laughs> I'm not sad. I know he's being mean to me. Well, everyone else can hear. Go, Alberto. Say it slow for the old man. You can comprehend. Fuck you, <laughs> Mars. In particular. In Why? Particular. Oh, now you can understand me? <laughs> yeah, because you talk slow. You cleaned his ears out. Oh, shit. Shaved his hairy ears. Oh. I don't have hairy ears. You got a hairy. Use my manscape. For your ears? Future sponsors of the show. Yeah. Wait. Um, you stick a fucking like shaver in your ear? It's specially designed for that. Oh. Hey, I have one too, and it also does your nose hair too. But yep. fucking, yep, it's a thing. And I got one too. So I'm old. But why is Alberto mad at me? Because I don't think it's like I would have liked to see X Wings kick ass. That's just general purposes, dude. He's had a hard on for your death since I've known the kid. <laughs> Ew. That's weird. All right. So we see, we're seeing an assault. Uh, the X Wing. A rebel assault? Yes, a rebel assault. The the X Wing uh, squadron. Uh, sh- quickly, I looked it up. Yeah. This is the first episode. This is the first episode with X Wings. Thank you. Thank you. I was right. Is it really? Oh, yeah. there was head hunt- There was headhunters in an episode then. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. So, okay, so it, it did feel kind of different to me, just the hearing the sound and seeing the way that they're animated. But um, it was fucking awesome seeing them all kind of, like, come in and going against this huge fucking Imperial blockade. And I just think that this they did a really good job of uh, kind of highlighting them and showcasing them. And then we do have one of the TIE defenders um, that is, you know, flying amongst the other the other defenders or the other TIE fighters uh, as flown what is by that? Volt Scarus. There you go, Volt I was about to ask what that ace pilot's name was. Yeah. Um, so we get like a really good uh, space battle here and then as with any good sort of uh, Star Wars uh, kind of um, uh, what like we got the space battle and then we got the ground battle and on the ground we have the rest of the ghost crew because uh, it's Hera and Phoenix Squad in the uh, X-Wings, and then we got the rest of the Ghost crew. Actually, Yavin Squad, because Phoenix Squad doesn't exist oh, anymore. true, true, yeah. Um, and then we have the rest of the Ghost crew taking out the the um, ground um, turrets, I guess, that would, that would uh, the anti-air turrets that are on the ground on Lothal. <laughs> like Zeb, these things are much bigger when you're close. <laughs> I love that uh, after they plant all their detonators, uh, Ezra says to uh, Zeb, hop on. He's like, ah, it doesn't work that way, kid. <laughs> he th- tosses him to the back. <laughs> yeah. Also, one of the best lines ever uttered in a show to just show you that fucking moment. Once again, Thrawn's character, the moment of respect when the rebel, when the rebels break through the blockade in the ships and fucking they, that one... Star Destroyer has its mishap, and just that moment where Thrawn's like, they made it through the blockade, sir, and he's like, well, it is a credit to General uh, Captain Sindula's skills as a pilot. Well, it wasn't a mishap. Uh, Hera did a fucking awesome maneuver and brought him close uh, close to the um, Star Destroyer uh, so that they would shoot out the shields and then also inadvertently shoot, um, 
shot out the shields of the defender. Um, so. Oh, and this was another. This was another great moment too of Thrawn is when that defender is fucking chasing her and she's making that move, and fucking you know Thrawn gives that guy one time he's like you know, yeah, call back, off your pursuit. Back off, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I almost got him, and then Thrawn's just like, well, he's been warned, fire the cannon. Yep. <laughs> it was like, fuck, dude. Yeah, and then um, Hera has this great fucking move where she basically pulls up kind of stops midair, gets, uh, you know, kind of re-aligns um, herself and then shoots out the wings of the Defender and it goes into the Star Destroyer. And Well, actually, I don't think it was a Star Destroyer. I think it was uh, just one of the smaller capital ships. But that goes into one of the Star Destroyers and destroys that. So it was a There's a couple of moves in this. There was a couple of moves that we saw in the sequel trilogy and in Rogue One where, you know, this is the same move in Rogue One where fucking Blue Squadron fucking they clip that fucking star, you know, shove it into the, um, with the hammerhead. Oh yeah. And they just, you yeah. know, it goes down and plunges in and actually in Jedi too, when they take out, when they hit it with the ion cannon yep. and it fucking, uh, takes down the one and it crashes into the other. So I always love seeing that, but also fucking Hera did the fucking, um, uh, Poe Dameron move there where she fucking kicked that fucking X-wing around and yeah. spun it yeah, to it. take the shot. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And I love the confidence of Thrawn as always. He basically says uh, they won't get past our blockade. And when they do, um, he's got a fail safe. And he calls in the, the I don't know if it's like the B squad or whatever, but he calls in uh, the TIE fighters on the ground. And there is a huge, like, had it been like 40 or 50 of them. Um, just show up, and as soon as they come through the clouds, they're shooting like they're like, like they know that the um, the X wings are are coming, and the X wings have no idea the Tie Fighters are there. And then as soon as they come through the clouds, opening fire, and they just destroy the entire the entire squad. That beautiful shot, I love that McQuarrie shot. Anyway, of them looking at Capital City. But fucking when they're looking at when the ground troops are looking, Zeb and all them are looking at the capital city and they're like, what is that? And they look up and you just see the streaming wreckage of X-Wings just showering the yeah. fucking city. That was a fucking great shot. Dude. Oh, well, not only that, but they're like, oh, they're here. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fucking epic. I would have to say that that has to go down in some of the top ten most epic fucking moments in fucking Star Wars, dude. Just because that was just horrendous. Like, imagine your entire, you know, this entire plan was on that fucking, you know, them getting through that fucking blockade. And when you see the one major fucking thing that needed to happen go to shit, and you're on the ground behind enemy lines, dude, that's just like, fuck me, dude. Yeah, that's... They thought they had a victory, and and you know once again, Grand Admiral Thrawn shows his uh, strategy is is second to none, and he was ready for that basically, and um, basically destroys the entire squad except for two or three, yeah, two I think, right? There was uh, uh, Hera and Mart, and I think everyone yeah. else was was pretty much fucking fried in the. Uh, well, and let me let me take this moment to just give a little half puff here to fucking uh, R three there. You better save Arch, yourself. Arch. Well, that droid went down, man, and fucking even his pilot buddy was like, "Hey, man, you know what? He would have wanted us to fucking continue." When she was like, "I need to get this fucking circuit out of your 
R3 unit, you know? Yep. So here's the R3. We didn't know you at all, but fucking, you seem to be a straight-up kind of droid. Mars would stick you in his place. <laughs> As a... What, Mars? Oh, I was waiting for him to take the tote. I did. I'm good. I just gave a little one. Right. Yeah. As an aside, if I die... Uh, if I get like gunned down by fascists in front of you, please don't like cannibalize my head for anything that somebody else needs. <laughs> There's not much useful uh, in there. It's not even good as a food source, to be fair. So you're safe. Oof, that was rough. I made an Alberto one time. Shh. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, still- yeah exactly. He's <laughs> complete accident. I would still lube you up and put you someplace unpleasant, but that's about as far as Ooh, it goes. Wow. Oh, boy. Jeepers. Oh, shit. All right, so um, a, at this point, it's we... It's like one of those candy bar champions in Europe. What? What is that? You, you ever heard about those guys? <laughs> Look them up. There's like a sport in England where they shove candy bars up their butt. I found out about it on oh a podcast God. this week. Oh, God. While you're, while you're researching deepfake? Uh, no, sure I, I was I was so tired. I was just laying around listening to podcasts today, and that was on one of them. Wow. How about that? And like, <laughs> there was like some controversy that someone used small bars instead of full-side bars. Oh, my uh, God. And because of the state of COVID, it's not happening uh, like publicly right now. We are literally on one of the most emotional episodes ever, and you're talking about candy bars in the ass. Stop. <laughs> It was Mars Bars, too. That's why I got my attention. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a new site. Mars Bars. Mars Bars. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, Hera and Mart uh, crash land in Capital City. and It's Mart. Mart. Hera and Mart. And then, uh, Governor Price and Rook are going after them to to try to find them, and um, so are the obviously the Ghost Crew. They're going to look for Hera. And yeah, well, there's a, there's a great scene in that where they're getting ready to to leave because they have no choice, and it's when they're on those speeders, fucking on the roadway, and fucking Cannon stops. Yep. And that was like, that was the heavy fucking moment. That's when it was like, yeah, fucking Kane's not going to let this shit go down like this. No. And so I thought that this was kind of a, I I like the transition from, you know, from the space battle to the ground in this. And I like how it happened and and Hera and Chopper kind of like being, you know, kind of, we don't see it super often, but I like seeing um, those two teaming up. Um, cause a lot, you know, obviously this happened by accident, but they happened upon Mart and that R3 unit you were referring to, and they're being held up by, uh, stormtroopers. Uh, but I love how, um, how they take them out. Chopper, well, especially <laughs> Chopper takes out like that last one. <laughs> Close line yeah, with the yeah, jet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. Uh, Honestly, let's be honest, dude. Fucking when I started watching Rebels, I was least fucking interested in the droid, but fucking Chopper fucking holds his own as a character entity in the universe. Like, they, that little fucking droid is a motherfucker. Chopper's the MVP of this fucking week, I think. 
because of this, he, he, and then also in the next episode, what he does. Oh yeah. So, you know, we get some cool stuff with Rook kind of going through um, the the city looking for Hera, and um, the rest of this is kind of cool. They they kind of scope out to try to find uh, a way out of the city, and they're looking for a way to get underground to the sewers, and they come upon one of the uh, walkers um, that is standing on top of the uh, um, the the way to get into the sewers down below. But in, before that, we do get a little bit of Hera and Rook uh, going toe-to-toe, and Hera pretty much held her own. Yeah, I mean, she had help. Mark, Mark did a little bit, and Chopper was involved too a little bit, I think. But yeah, for the most part, that moment was pretty intense. Yeah. Actually, I love fucking I love Rook's fucking weapon that goes from fucking some sort of blaster pole to fucking the um um oh god what are those fucking grievous guards called vibroblade vibrosword well it's a vibro staff but fucking it's you know it it looks like the ones that those fucking grievous's henchmen droids had yeah yeah like a back massage the magna guards. <laughs> Magna Guards, thank you. I have a complaint about this character, and I really like him, but I'll, I'll wait to the appropriate episode. But I was like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he's, well, Dude, in pro wrestling terms, he seemed to use a new hold out of the blue later on. It's a new hold, episode four. <laughs> a new hold. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no fucking uh, yeah, dude. Hera, Hera is no chump, and that's what you, that's what he, that's what you don't think about much because we have, especially as of late, we've had so much focus on the Ezra Maul connection and Kanan and fucking the Sabine thing with the Mandalorians, you know. And really, all you'd see of Hera is how she's moved her way up into the hierarchy of command within this alliance. But fucking, uh, you forget that she's a motherfucker pilot, and she also grew up on Ryloth fucking right after all the shit of the clone wars into the fucking empire. So, and who yeah. her dad is, you forget that she's the daughter of fucking a freedom fighter of Ryloth. that was fucking widely renowned. So fucking, you know, Hera's Hera's definitely not the weakest leak in the fucking fight. She's also one of the one Twi'leks who doesn't apparently like, isn't a sex worker. <laughs> like, because all the ones we saw before that were like dancers. Jesus. Or... No, there's there's Darth Talon. She wasn't fucking that. There's fucking, um, oh God. Well, he's talking about the, on the, that we've seen in the shows, I think. Yeah. No, her dad wasn't one of those chumps, and the little girl who helped the clones during it wasn't chumps. And fucking, hey, 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 hey. Don't call it chumps. Well, they weren't sex workers. I was trying to be polite and just use the words as being fucking. <laughs> they're not all scumbags, man. And they're sex not workers all aren't scumbags. Jesus Christ! I, 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 I have an you got from there to there. <laughs> Scumbag. All right. So yeah, no. There's plenty. Uh, there's plenty of Twilights. And Ayla Sakura isn't a fucking sex worker. And fucking, there's plenty of fucking Twi'leks that fucking aren't that. Jesus. Anyways, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Kanan, um, 
he ends up heading back or into capital city because he is going to find Hera. like come hella high water he's going to find her and as he's riding on you know his uh speeder he comes upon a loath wolf and he quickly turns uh you know to try not to hit it and you know gets thrown off of the um the speeder bike and then as he's getting back up there's nothing there and he gets back up and the loath wolf is like pretty much right in his face what do you want I understand. What must I do? Now whenever I hear that fucking, like, string music, it just makes my fucking heart fucking jump. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. All the when, Whenever you have somebody who's even going to voice act something as lore-driven as a Jedi or a Sith, something that has this... There's a certain personality that needs to be in there. And I like props to Freddie Prince Jr. for making this character what a Jedi should be, especially a Jedi coming from his background, you know, and how he overcomes his hurdles to even get to where he can be this person by the end. You know, it's a, it's his journey is really propelled by how the voice actor put the specific important Jedi emotions into a situation. Yeah. And, you know, I know we've talked about it in the past, but I'll definitely give Freddie Prince Jr. I haven't really echoed those props, but I'll definitely give him the props because he did a fucking amazing job voicing Kanan Jarrus. And, you know, to make you care about the character that much, I know it's not all in the voice, um, but there's a lot that's in the voice. It's in the delivery. It's in the, it's you know, it's in how earnest he is and how... Um, you know, uh, passionate, you know, there's a lot that goes into that performance and for us to react the way that we have about what happens to Kanan, like that's a huge testament uh-huh. to Freddie Prince Jr. As well as the writing. That dude has had one hell of a life, huh? <laughs> He's done quite a bit. Yeah. Played fucking Fred. Yeah. Well, he also Kanan. comes from, he also comes from a very talented father too. So, yeah. He was a uh, WWE writer. Yeah, he wrote for fucking WWE for a while. Did he really? Yeah. That's funny. You know what, man? He's just the kind of dude that fucking, I don't know, certain certain things fit him well. And fucking, like I said, I really hope, because now that you've seen his journey, when I said what I said the other day, I really hope that in the Ahsoka show or something, they get him to come in and do a blue glowy once would be fucking amazing. I mean, cause I mean, obviously in the Ahsoka show, they're going to have to tell the story of these people that she has interacted with, whether it be Rex, whatever the fuck the case may be. There's no way you can tell this Ahsoka tour Ahsoka story and not have a touch on these very pivotal characters. And Kanan being another Jedi that she was in contact with during the time of the yeah. purge, you know, that to me sounds like, even if it's not a blue glowy physically, have him do the voice like he did in Rise of Skywalker, having talked mm-hmm. to somebody, you know, that would us fans of this show and this story that Filoni has now been telling for fucking a shit long, longer than people understand, um, you know, 
there's lore that he has fucking inserted into Star Wars that fucking needs to be shown love. And he does it in The Mandalorian. We got Bo-Katan. We got Ahsoka Tano. We got Boba Fett. You know, they do it. Why the fuck would Boba Fett? Today, Junior. He ain't seen Boba Fett. For all we know, he's not dead. Sure. You live with that. Well, look at all the other fucking people that we thought was dead. Darth Maul got cut the fucking half. This is true. They got some really good super glue in Star Wars. Yes, apparently. And plus now, you can fucking, well, t- I don't know, you can fucking Marty McFly into this room and fucking, uh, like, pull somebody out of a different time. <laughs> Oops, let me uh, turn the volume off on this. Okay, so... Let's uh let's get back in cuz we're almost done with this episode and um so Rook is still uh following after uh Hera and Mart um but they are able to um or at least uh Mart is able to get away Mart and Chopper are able to get into the sewers um but unfortunately Hera is not. And uh, Rook finds her again and is battling with her. And it's at this point that Hera um, does something similar to what happens in the next episode to her. Um, She basically uh, puts herself on the line and saves everyone else and allows them to escape down into the tunnels. Uh, And Hera is now caught as Governor Price shows up in the dropship and takes her hostage. And then Kanan is just outside of the city when this happens and he meets up with Martin Chopper and finds out what happened to Hera. And then they basically need to come up with a new plan now because he can't go, you know, he can't just go back into the city and, um, and just fucking get her back. Right. Yeah. And once again, because we know it's going down with, with fucking Kanan, there's a great moment coming up very soon where he has the realization that not only can he not go back in there, but he also can't be the one to fucking make a plan about this. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So that's the end of that one. Now we're going to move on to the next episode. Episode 10, the worst episode ever. Ever. <laughs> the worst episode ever put to fucking animation. Uh, Jedi Knight... Uh, it was directed by Saul Ruiz and written by Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy. Oh, man. All right. The ghost crew infiltrates the Imperial headquarters on Lothal to save one of their own. Did your voices crack? Uh, probably. No. What? Nothing. You're already crying. I didn't even get there yet. No, I'm not crying. I had fucking allergies. Uh, <laughs> allergies, man. I got allergies. You're fucking raggedy, man. <laughs> Someone's got onions. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Honestly, fucking, we Rocky, were. Rocky, you making there. a lasagna? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're calling it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. Since you asked, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no new uh, voices in this from the last episode. It's pretty much a continuation. And in uh, this one. As 
as mentioned, it starts out um, back at their sort of like makeshift base um, on the other side of Lothal, where the Loth Wolves um, took them. Where the Loth Wolves play. (laughs) So, and Kanan is there kind of meditating and he sees the Loth Wolf again. And clearly they're talking to him in some in some sense communicating with him um and he knows what he must do as he said earlier uh we don't know what that is um but it does lead him to um you know having to do his own thing and he basically tells Ezra hey like i'm too emotionally invested in this i might make bad decisions you need to come up with a plan this is your plan come up with a rescue plan to get Hera out of there. That was like a very important moment. That's where, this is where we're seeing the, you know, the true evolution of where Kanan is. He was so uncertain of himself, especially having to fucking take another young force user under his wing when he wasn't even fucking fully, completely trained. Yep. He's always been a lot of self doubt. And now we've seen where Kanan is at the point where he's like, it's not doubt. It's me understanding that I'm emotionally attached to this and I will fucking make bad choices. Yeah. And he actually steps up to understand that he can't let his emotions take over because this is how you go to the dark side. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, and he also is a little preoccupied with uh, stuff going on with the Lolf Wolves. So, you know, I think that it's kind of twofold, but I think, yes, I think the main thing is learning yeah. limitations and knowing yeah. that if he comes up with a plan, it might it might um, uh, it might not work out the way he wants because he's going to be too emotionally invested in getting Hera back. Well, he's going to he's going to put people's life in danger if he's right. fucking, you know, because he's willing to go where he's got to go to make this happen. So that's yeah, and like you said, I also like the other point you made there too is uh you know, um. Like I forgot what that point is at the current fucking oh, moment, but you the, made a really good point on Tethered Online. The Loth Wolf stuff. That he's got his own thing with the Loth Wolves. Oh, he's distracted. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, trying to yeah. say. Was like, you know, he's he's not only too emotionally invested with that, but he's also distracted by what's going on with the the call of fucking the Lothal is connecting with him. Yeah. And we do get some great stuff with Thrawn and Hera. And Thrawn uh, brings out the Kalikori. Uh, once again, the sort of ancestral art from the Twi'leks. And he is sort of like talking about it with Hera. And I thought that that scene was, uh, was really fucking cool. Once again, his understanding of a culture and their art helps him in battle. Yeah, and have we? Because I know you and I talked about it earlier this week. Have we already? Has the has the his conversation with Tarkin already happened yet, or is that after this sequence? After he comes into Harris, because doesn't he go there to tell Price he's got to leave? Isn't that what's going on during this? Isn't that why he comes in there, or is this purely him getting part of the interrogation? I forget. Um. Well, I forget the how it how it you know like the sequence of events, but yes, I believe. This is where the conversation takes place uh, with um, in this episode is the one where uh, Grand Moff Tarkin is talking about basically the other Krennic. Yeah. And the other um, plan Stardust. Right. 
Yeah. That was, I love, because this, this was like probably about a month after the release of Rogue One. Is that right, Alberto? Somewhere in that thing? Month, month and a half? Yeah. No, no, this is a year. This is a year later. Year later? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just because having seen Rogue One and then them putting that into Rebels at this point in time just filled me with so much fucking joy watching this show. It was like, ah, everything's fucking tethered together, man. Fucking Rogue One, fucking this. It was just, ah, fucking. Still gave me chills watching it again right now, that conversation between just having the conversation of Tarkin talking to Thrawn about Director Krennic. Because, I mean, I showed you my shelf down in the basement. You were like my rogues gallery of Imperials. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Krennic, Thrawn, and Tarkin is fucking king. But fucking those those motherfuckers, they're the, they're the epitome of fucking Imperial command to me. Epitome of middle management. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing too is I mean you have Peter Cushing who was just scary on screen in A New Hope when we saw him and really nothing else but fucking the the the, the, the backstory they have given him in the Filoni-verse man it's just like up into what they did with Rogue One and stuff like that just fucking there's a reason he rose to fucking Grand Moff Tarkin dude that you don't fuck with Tarkin period he will fucking I mean even Thrawn seems to have a little more respect for him than anybody else he deals mm-hmm. with in the Empire. Yeah. So that yeah, that was cool because it it there's sort of dueling projects. Um, there was the Tie Defender project, and then uh, Project Stardust, which was the uh, Death Star, obviously that we found out about from Rogue One. But it's interesting because Grand Moff Tarkin says that he favors um, Thrawn's project. Yeah, I you love know. the way he talks about it. He's like, it's 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 over budget for years now, and it's yielded nothing but excuses. <laughs> and fucking just the way he fucking points out that I don't like chronic period. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. fuck that guy in particular. Yeah, which was nice that they could tie it into that. So I thought that that was pretty great. Um, so. They come up with a plan, um, Ezra's plan, as he's talking over with Sabine, is, I can't remember what they're called, but there's um, some creatures that fly into Capital City. and Loath bats. Loath bats, of course. <laughs> Everything is a loath, whatever. Um, and they're just largely ignored by the Empire because they're just part of the, you know, the environment, right? So they come up with a plan to create uh, kind of like hang glider type, type wings that they will use to fly into the city and go unnoticed. Well, isn't it Hera that explains to, or who is it that explains to them? It's like, or Sabine, where she explains, it's like, listen, the empire is fucking up to date to fucking detect the newest fucking tech that could be infiltrating anything that they don't even fucking look at, which ties into the battle of Endor. None of their sensors could pick up fucking Ewoks on hand gliders with rocks. You know, fucking, that's just, they're, they're built for fucking high-tech fucking situations. They're not fucking built yeah. to handle little things like that. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's kind of a, a little bit of um, arrogance as well, you know, to just, to, you know, only look out for certain things and, you know, to allow something like that underneath their nose, which, you know, I thought was a, uh, obviously made for a good plan. And so while they're preparing all everything they need, uh, Kanan is in one of the sort of um, cave rooms at an altar. 
and he has his lightsaber down on the ground and he takes his mask off, uh, picks up a, a, a dagger and um, then proceeds to chop off his ponytail. Let me tell you something. In the age of COVID, I have given myself haircuts many times and they don't turn out right. And I'm fully visioned. So, <laughs> well, as, <laughs> that's a bad as, idea. as he commented, his didn't either. <laughs> I like the fact that he commented and was like, well, I didn't have a mirror. <laughs> it's like, mirror wouldn't help you, you blind bastard. That's funny. Um, and then he, after cutting off his ponytail, he takes the, the knife to his face, which is a really dumb move <laughs> since you can't see. Um, but he is, uh, he does shave as well. So <clears throat> Could have been more realistic if he had like little patches that were still on his face. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And the idea is that uh, this is what Kanan looked like when he first met Hera. And, you know, he's got the short uh, short hair, kind of like a little bit longer on top, uh, shaved beard. Didn't even have a goatee at all because um, we've always seen Kanan with the, the goatee or the beard. So Much like me since fucking sophomore year in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we have, uh, Ezra and Sabine are once again in disguise and, uh, Kanan's just like, whatever the fuck <laughs> he's just going in. Cause it doesn't matter. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna be the one to get, um, well, he's going uh, a different access. Yeah. He's going a different access route. Fucking Ezra and Sabine had a different, they, they had to get a ship for them to get out on. So they had yeah. to actually go in the base through the front fucking door. And I love how they do this. It's um, um, Zeb riding a speeder bike with a tether to Chopper. <laughs> and they all sort of like, it's almost like like um, parasailing. And then once they get enough uh, yeah. height, um, they basically cut them loose and then they just glide into the city. So pretty fucking cool. Yep, those cagey rebel bastards. Oh, here I think this. I think I, I'm watching it now, and I think I got the um, uh, Thrawn Tarkin. Let me just play this and see if this is it. Your tie defender program is at risk. Orson Krennic has been quite persuasive about diverting the funding to his own project, Stardust. The Emperor has assured me that he supports my project. In my view, Director Krennic's project has been nothing but expenses and excuses for years on end. If construction of the Defender is to continue, you must make your case directly to the Emperor himself. I have already arranged the meeting. I'll leave immediately, Moff Tarkin. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, once again, I can't. We were talking about voice actors. So Goddamn, that voice for fucking Thrawn is just, every time you hear it, it's cold. It's just, you can, it just emanates cold off that character when he's in a scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's a just a kind of a great little interaction there between Tarkin and, and Thrawn. And also, we're going to get the Emperor as well. So, um, we've seen the Emperor very little in this series. Um, and not in a while, I don't believe, right? Seems like it's been a while anyways. 
Have we ever actually seen him? I think we've heard him. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him. Um, yeah. Pretty Either. sure. Pretty sure that we've at least a hologram of him. But I know we've heard him before. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he's he's. I mean, obviously, he's been used sparingly, so it's not like he's been used very often. But, um, but once again, kind of cool that they can just kind of pull that and just be like, oh, well, let's use the emperor for this, you know. Um, and also yeah. for something so big. I think Vader had a conversation with him, but I think yeah. it was only audio. Well, that's saw transmission. Okay, that's what I was thinking, and but I thought that that was uh holo- using the hologram technology, but maybe not. Could be. Anyway, very limited, if if at all. Um, and so they land on the Imperial base, and Sabine gives um Kanan, uh, I don't know what they're like suction cup things, uh, like gravity. I don't know what you call them. What's that? <laughs> um. But I, I just love the way that Kanan uses him. He just like jumps off the fucking ledge, <laughs> like dude's fucking blind, and he jumps off the ledge and and is just like able to do it just fine. Um, that motherfucker is so focused on the force right now to get him to his goal that that's all that fucking matters. Yep. Like he's wishing fucking Ezra and fucking Sabine good luck. We'll see you on the other side of this. Gotta go. Yeah, and I love as he's as he's scaling the wall. He he kind of senses. I mean, he, obviously he know he knows where Hera is, but he he senses the Calicori and stops and goes back up, and you know he grabs it for her, um, you know for for the for her rescue. He wants to get it back to her because it's so important to her. So, um, but I I love that whole scene when he infiltrates and she she knows that he's coming. Uh, because she, oh, she's, she, she's all drugged up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she gets the, uh, the inter- interrogation, interrogation droid. droid. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. Because when she fucking looks at Price and she looks over her shoulder out the window, and she's like, "And Kanan's here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I actually really, I, I thought that had some nice levity to a uh, pretty tense. Um, situation, you know, so I thought that that was really well done. This whole, this whole build up to this with the, you know, you getting a little closer to how fucking well Kanan and Hera have known each other for so long is all really culminated in this with her being on the truth serum was sort of like, uh, you know, her being dopey and on the truth serum just added, like you said, it added the levity, but by the same token, there was no inhibition for her to be able to say the things she wants to say. I have a serious question, and you guys aren't going to take it as a serious question. <laughs> okay. I'll take it any way you want to like, give it, big boy. Have, have they not, like, boinked before? Like, been intimate? <laughs> well, that's what we talked about last week a little bit. I, I didn't think so. And you guys, uh, I think you guys are saying that you alluded to the fact that that there was something there, but it was never explicitly stated. Well, no, I mean, I know there's always been a relationship there, but yeah. I, I mean, I've had relationships where, I don't know, the things, like all the emotion and physicality was there, but just the, like, you know, the cards never fell into place. As of now, it is a great unknown for you. Let's just put it that way. 
let's just say that you don't hang around with fucking mutual hotness for that long. I would think. Well, Kane, I mean, Kane, I mean, Kane is a Jedi too, so aren't they supposed to be chased? There's no. a gray area yeah. to that. Yeah. No, that's wizards. <laughs> that's you, you old man. If you look it down below, it's probably Basically. all gray area. I don't. I don't have any down below. We already talked about manscape. Okay. Yeah, we talked about manscaping your ears or your nose or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Let's just say that fucking many, many, many questions have to be answered to a lot of things going into an Ahsoka series. So just wait for it. Yeah, we've got what? Two more episodes next week? That's all that's left is the last two? No, four. So wait. Correct? Four. There's four? Yeah. Well, okay. I only have two left, but that's a different story. I was about to say, you made mention of something a minute ago. I was like, that motherfucker watched ahead because you said something that was like totally in something we didn't watch this week. Yeah, that's why I you, shut off for a while. I was, I was trying say, to figure you, out. If you spoil I was trying to figure Mars, out what I what I should say and not say. If you spoil anything, right, I'm I will, going away. I'll come ya. down there and I will pull the virus. <laughs> I'll pull the vaccine out of your body. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'll tell all my. I'm. So, He's you, gonna, you already. You already made me so mad. Body. I sent my. <laughs> He's going to suck you like a snake, but you're going to suck you like a snake bite, son. I sent my whole cicada crew down there already, so. Oh, you, you had to have sent him uh, 14 years ago then. I did. <laughs> it's taking a while to get in. Mad you, you just knew I was going to be down here. Yeah. <laughs> back, back when I was, back when I was uh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just say that your question will be answered one day. Are you sure? One day. I guarantee. I will give you my 150% guarantee that that question will be answered for you someday. Wow. Yeah. 150%. Is it gonna, are we going to open on like a show and like Kanan's getting a second base or something? Like, You're gonna, not positive like how? If you ever wonder what a blue glowy penis looks like, oh, that will be answered too. I, no, I, I've but never I, wondered that. Well, you won't need to wonder for long. Just have to fucking look down your pants after you've been rubbing up against those power lines up in Canada. What the hell? Why the f- up against power lines? <laughs> and how does that turn something blue? There's like all kinds of questions in that. It makes it electricity ding dong. I have to go because I've watched too many <laughs> and I'm going to spoil it. Electricity ding dong. <laughs> if only somebody had answered me early, I wouldn't have watched. It's almost all the way to the end. So we watch four episodes a week, and there's only one week left. Math is pretty easy there. Uh, not for me. So there. So there's only one week left. Mm-hmm. So I have two episodes left. Gotcha. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> Technically... <laughs> Don't tell me about learning. You don't own math. Don't act like you do. Wow. <laughs> Mars? <laughs> Is your pillow really soft or really hard? Huh? <laughs> Is your pillow really soft or really hard? Uh, my pillow is the same pillow I've had for 35 years. Well, that explains a lot. Okay. Question answered. Thank you. 
All right. Anyways, uh, we have uh, Hera's all drugged up, and uh, I love that she is like trying to guess how Kanan's going to come in. Um, and then all of a sudden, like the floor gets cut out, and then the stormtrooper gets fucking pulled down and falls out. <laughs> it was fucking great. Yeah, even the droid, he fucking punts that motherfucker down the hole, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this, uh, the whole rescue scene was, was really well executed as, as always. What is, what is that Kanan says to her when he goes up to her and she's starting to talk all groggy and she's like, oh, we're having this kind of day. Oh, here, here it is. Sorry. I guess I'm a little late. I forgive you. Oh, I see. We're in a special mood. Thanks to the interrogation droid. <laughs> Yeah. Um oh here's another interaction. Hold on. This is good. Wait, wait. I have to tell you something. I I hate your hair. <laughs> it's the best I could do without a mirror. Your hair hasn't been this short since we first met. That reminds me. I brought you a present. A present? Kanan, you haven't gotten me a present since we first met. I know, but you'll like this one. Kanan, this is mine. I know. Then it's not really a present? <laughs> I just love that whole interaction. I got your present. <laughs> you got me a present? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Once again, they endear you so much to them before moments later. Yeah, fucking pulling the rug, the rug out from underneath you and fucking slashing your heart with a lightsaber. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't a lightsaber because once again, as Obi-Wan stated, you hold on to this lightsaber, it is your life in the second he lost his lightsaber. Again, like saying, I love you or fucking, you know, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that's a good point. Because um, he did he did lose his his saber, um, and I was actually wondering about that. I'm like, where? Uh, I'm like, how's Kanan? Like, that sucks. He lost the saber. Um, but as we find out, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, so they're they're trying to escape, and then that's when Rook uh, comes out, and they're fighting, and Kanan uh, loses his saber. In uh, one of the um, um, when their when their weapons meet, and then he goes to uh, force pull it closer, and then Rook um, kind of knocks it off, and it's gone. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, to our knowledge, at least right now, Kanan Saber is gone. Dun, dun, dun. So then they hop onto one of those um, kind of like a. Uh, Loth bat, um, uh, makeshift loth bat things that, uh, that they put loaf together. Loth bat, baby! <laughs> loth bat, baby, loth bat! Loth bat, baby, that's where it's at! <laughs> um, and then they basically parasail their way into the, um, at- Actually, I love fucking Kara's little stone. Ooh, I gotta fly this. Yeah. (laughs) 
and they make it all the way to the um what was it called the the place where the 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 fuel um uh, I can't remember what they called it, but basically where the 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 fuel tanks were for the uh, Tide Defender project, the 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 fuel that like kept the factory running, basically. Sorry, I'm eating pudding. I would be a fuel depot. There you go. See, a uh, fuel depot full of pudding. Mars just got erect. Would you like to hear how good the sugar-free chocolate pudding tastes, from Mars? Listen, listen, listen. No. Oh, God, what are you doing with it? I'm pushing my spoon into it. Uh-huh. Ever so. Listen. Rocky uses... That's an interesting name for your penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You're putting your spoon in it. That. That's the name for my penis? What? I'm lost. Good pudding, Mars. Never mind. I'm smearing the pudding on my penis. Oh, my God. Uh, and we're just at the moment where we're going to do Kane and Jars is about to fucking die, and you're talking about pudding on your penis. Pudding penis. So um, Sabine and Ezra uh, are, are able to commandeer one of the... Um, uh, troop um, dropships and they're communicating uh, Kanan is communicating and saying that they're going to the top of the, the fuel depot and that they're going to pick them up there so uh, Sabine kind of falls back behind the other two um, carriers and shoots them out so that uh, they're the only one left and then they go up to the fuel depot and Oh, fuck. I don't know if we can do this. Mars, come on, come on. No. So this is when finally, like, the the um, uh, interrogation droid serum is wearing off. And um, that's when Hera finally tells Kanan that she loves him. And they embrace. There's a kiss. And it's a... It's a great moment. And, and then there's footsteps. Big, heavy metal footsteps. Well, first of all, the dropship shows up with uh, Sabine, <laughs> like, kind of, like, smiling at them. Actually, there's a great sequence of events where fucking uh, Ezra's fucking listening into the conversation, and he gets excited. And fucking, uh, then when fucking Sabine's like, you know, gives him the go sign. He's like, nice seeing you guys. <laughs> she fucking bangs <laughs> yeah. to the left and all the stormtroopers go, ah. I like Sabine's haircut. Me too. This is my favorite. This is my favorite look for that character is this season. Okay, I gotta go. I know Man. too much, Rocky. I know too much. Well, that, well dude, Who's that's, that's that? the hard part. I, um, there's Mars. It, I I know math is your school system. Yeah, math isn't your strong suit, but there's 16 episodes in the season. We're doing four mm. a week. 
One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. That's the first week. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven, eight. That's the second. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's the third. That's this week. And the next week, mm-hmm. we're doing thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Mm-hmm. You just ignore that shit. I no see. I so yesterday, I got <laughs> um, an alien toxin put in my body, and I'm all I'm all out of sorts, Wolfie. <laughs> Alien I'm all out of source. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's like that time with that old man behind that lucky dog. Like, I don't know what I just put in my body. Oh my god. <laughs> you forget homeless. <laughs> homeless, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't, you know. Mars lives his knife for the hobo jizz. I have no clue. But I got confused because I was tired, and I know Alberto is perfect, and he doesn't make mistakes. I know he that doesn't. because I made him with my own sperm. That, the, that you know, I made a mistake. Can, made can, a mistake. We, can, we, can we do a claymation fucking uh, claymation story claymation about Mars? Fucking? Yeah, claim it. Yeah, exactly. A claymation fucking Mars uh, short that's called fucking uh, the horniest hobo. Come here, Davy. Come here, Davy. Rocky, uh, if you I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay some pipe. Those tonsils sure do tickle. Rock, if you haven't, yeah, you better pack that fucking bong as big as you can. It's been waiting, dude. I've been sitting here staring that's at it every good, time Davey. I walk through. You know, Davy. Sometimes, it. sometimes it's okay when it smells like cheese. It it looks like a lipstick when it's excited, Davy. Sometimes you just gotta take the smegma and roll it around between your teeth and gums, Davy. I have to go. I sometimes just like to let you guys fucking hang yourselves and just We're 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 the only Star Wars podcast that has ever used the word smegma, so fucking we're on top, bitch. There you go. Do you not know what smegma is? That's not smegma, that's semen. <laughs> I know I know. No word of a lie, this is true. I'll actually get my wife to cooperate with this. Several years back, my mom came to visit and the whole family stayed for two weeks and we played cards against humanity. And the word smegma was one of the words given to my mom and she didn't know what that word was. So imagine a room full of kids having to explain to their elderly mom what smegma is. That must have been interesting. Yeah, it was one of those things. Anyway, moving on. All right, so we're at that scene. We're at the fucking scene. <sighs> I think we've been delaying the inevitable. But uh so we've talked about it 18 times before we even got there, so I don't know how we're delaying anything. <laughs> um they come to uh so the dropship comes to pick up Hera and Kanan. Hera's just put on board as Kanan's still standing aboard. Uh, the fuel depot, and this is when Governor Price says, "Shoot, you know, shoot the depot." And the pilot's like, "But Governor, like, <laughs> no, we can't." 
And then she's like, do it. And so um, the walker shoots um, the fuel. And obviously it's it's full of fucking fuel. And it starts to fucking blow up and, and, and ignite. And at this moment, there's a big explosion and Hera is covering her eyes. She looks up and then she sees Kanan holding it off. He's holding off the fire and the flames and the explosion using the force. And so, and she can tell that he's kind of struggling. So she comes running like off of the, um, off of the drop ship onto the, the, the fuel cell or the, the tank. And he just doesn't say a word. He just looks back at her, takes one hand and, and, uh, angles it towards her. And is basically like stops her, uses the force to stop her so she can't move. And she's like floating in midair. And then he does a force push, pushes her onto the dropship so Ezra can grab her. And then they do a close-up of Kanan's eyes. And Rock, I I want, since you told me about this, since I actually didn't notice it on the first watch, uh, I want you to call it out. Well, well, first of all, he's got one hand holding the fire, but he was needing two to keep it, so it was starting to grow around him. But it's that last moment that he pushes her into it, but then he brings the other hand around and takes both hands and force pushes the whole fucking ship away from the thing. And at that moment, the flames engulf him. And if you look up just for that one moment when they make eye contact, his eyes go from hazed out from being blind back to their natural state. And he sees her one last time, his eyes fully blue just before evaporated. Yep. So he, uh, and that's a great, great call out is, um, you know, he, he's looking at Hera, he's holding off the flames with his opposite hand, like, uh, facing the back of his head. And then he takes both hands which, which you know, basically means that he can't hold the fire anymore, and he force pushes. He couldn't hold the fire, so he pushed her away so they could live another day. Yeah, he couldn't hold the fire. Now Canaan is dead, so Mars can cry in bed. <laughs> oh, it's under the coveys. Under the coveys. And now he can't speak because Mars is all emotional. Whereas, like, I guarantee you right about now, fucking Alberto has got, like, his fucking hibachi going. And he's, like, rotating his Aunt Beru and fucking Kanan action figures on a oh, spit wow. over the open plane. That's fucked up, Alberto. I know, right? It's fucked up, man. Don't king shame me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to take this moment to say that this is probably one of the larger fucking bong hits I've ever done on fucking Force and Sensitive. Because it, it, wait, one of the larger? If this isn't the largest one you've ever done, then there's something fucking wrong with you, man. Nah, man, Darth Maul going out? That was no, a pretty no, big no. one. Yeah, that was a big one, but this is bigger. All right, I will fucking give it the old fucking college dropout <laughs> try here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want more than that. I want more than a fucking try. Do or do not, right? Yoda would be fucking pissed at you. <laughs> well, that fucker speaks backwards. <laughs> give it the old. Stone. Give it the old college do. Yeah, um, college do. <laughs> I'm gonna take a college size do later. <laughs> um, 
Fucking no, but seriously, dude, I got to give props to somebody who deserved the props. We've done it once already, but let's do it again, man. Freddie Prince Jr. fucking embodies his fucking character. And I will just say that of a lot of the things that have been Star Wars, um, we talk a lot about Ahsoka, and she is, but there's been a lot of great, strong character Jedi that we've been introduced to. And I mean, everything in the Clone Wars is one thing, but you know we really saw what it was like for a fucking, a, a child Padawan to fucking be ripped from his master and sent on the fucking run because he's being hunted like a fucking wild animal to be killed and put the fuck down. You know, we, we saw a new kind of Jedi that we've never seen before. Someone who's had to self train with limited knowledge of what he remembers from that time under stress and then having to teach an even younger one during a hard time and he fucking develops as a character i would say that kanan develops quicker quicker because he didn't have as many seasons but there's a lot of development in that jedi character i would say on par with what they did for our girl ahsoka and fucking several others you know kanan deserves those props so this bong hit is for freddie prince jr and kanan because that character was fucking badass when it comes to fucking jedi mentors so here you go Hey man, if I was with you, I would actually take a hit for fucking Kanan. <laughs> hit it. Hit it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's dead, folks. <laughs> he was consumed by by smoke, much like Kanan Jarrett's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We need to do, we need to do a wellness check, Sony, please. Oh, hang on, hang on. There's a little more. I gotta clear this chamber, otherwise I'm a chump. Hang on. <laughs> Something like someone about the vomit. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the worst. Oh fuck. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> There is no other show in the world <laughs> where someone takes a hand that big. Oh, I fucking lost the nut. <laughs> you almost fucking died. Nope, there it is. Found it straight around my left titty. Holy shit. Alright. The things I do for your fucking entertainment, you shitheads. Oh my god, that hurt a lot. <laughs> oh fuck. I feel like someone rested a fucking oh. Oh, god. All right. Anyway, now fucking great great fucking characters worth all the pain. Oh shit. But if I get loopy by Yubnub time, I'm sorry, but that fucking that's going to get me. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that was good. So <clears throat> Basically, all of what it, what Rocky said, uh, this character was fucking awesome. Uh, loved the arc. Loved how he grew as a character. He he was, um, you know, maybe Jedi Master level, but he wasn't recognized as such. Uh, but we saw him become a Jedi Master, uh, become you know a train uh, Padawan, basically, uh, not not your typical sort of uh, Master Padawan. Uh, situation because this was basically out of uh, necessity the way it came together 
but Kanan Jarrus ended up being a an amazing Jedi Master and great teacher. And he and we also Hera Hera actually also states something too about who he is. So he's like he was never fully behind the fucking way the Rebel Alliance was fucking with things, but he never let us down. So it was like he was never always, he was never always on board with fucking the Rebel Alliance being a thing. But he never when he was mad right. to make that choice, he did the right thing always. Always, yeah. And always did what was helpful for, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, how we felt about uh, Hera. You know, he knew she was so um, passionate about this and so uh, convicted in what she was doing that he just couldn't help, couldn't help but allow her, you know, to help her and to do what uh, what was best for for her, Uh, and and obviously for him as well. But uh, man, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a tough one. I, I literally, you know, when this episode ended, because it ends on that note, it ends with Kaning being consumed by the flames and the dropship with the ghost crew flying away, and then it cuts. It basically um, fades to white, literally, and then you see the Star Wars Rebels logo in white background, with like ashes falling over the logo. Yeah, if you've ever noticed, and they did it with Clone Wars too. Like we were to like yeah. think, for instance, when Maul began in Clone Wars, that fucking Clone Wars music was a little more intense, and the fucking logo was red, letting you know that this is gonna be some shit. And they've always done that with the Rebels too. Like the music alludes to, and what they do with the graphic always alludes to the the theme of that season or that arc or something. So. I, I love the way. Once again, this is a little something magical that Filoni's team does. That just it, you know, their universe fits their universe and fits the Star Wars universe so fucking well. And they know how to get emotion through everything from music to even moments when there's no speaking with the animated characters, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, you see it in the Mandalorian where we talk about how much emotion comes through a faceless guys in every fucking episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, man, and. So that that fades to black or fades to white, I should say, and then there's no music over the credits, which obviously is um, is a shift from how they normally do it. Just kind of yeah. leaves you with that fucking moment. I'm going to ask a question here. I want to especially ask it of Alberto. How would 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 a good whether it be animated? I'd love to see live action, but fucking animated. I would like to see another animated show that explores. How? Because when we first meet that crew, it's fucking Zeb, Hera, and Kanan, and Chopper. I would like to see how that came to be. Like, you could literally pick that story up at the end of Order 66 at the same time fucking Bad Batch is going to happen and show us how those three end up together. I think even with uh, whatever that new show is, I can't remember the name of it. That uh, Rebels. With all the, no, all the, the, the one that's supposed to be like an anime anthology. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Even if you did like like an episode, like just about that would be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because like even that little Forces of Destiny show of shorts that are only like five minutes long, they do a lot with those characters. Like Sabine and Hera are in that show where they do give you little bits of extra background in a little five minute spot. 
yeah, I think it'd be, I think it would be really interesting to see some more of Kane and Jarrus at some point. But as the credits, uh, like as the credits rolled and and the they faded to white, I was like, you know, because it was kind of sudden. It wasn't something that you necessarily saw coming in that moment. I mean, in hindsight, now I guess I can see the signs with um, we know with Harris saying "I love you" and and. And all that, and him losing his, losing his lightsaber. Saber. But in that moment, I was I was literally despondent for like a good five minutes. I was like, fucking destroyed. I was like, oh fuck. And you know when me and when me and my wife first saw this, because she watched it with me the first time I viewed Rebels, she was watching with me. When it got to that point in the story, when we first saw it, we both kind of stood there for a minute and just went like, no. This isn't happening right now. No, yeah, no. And you saw it coming in slow motion, and fucking, I literally was on the couch with both hands out, going, "No!" When he gets engulfed by fire. So yeah, I remember it vividly. It was a very, very impactful moment. Yeah, it, I blame Rocky. <laughs> it was rough. It, it um, and the the thing too was I couldn't watch the next episode like when i when it ended i couldn't watch the next one and i was like i was like wait wait maybe he's back maybe he's not dead kind of like how um with uh sabine's uh family you know when they were seemingly disintegrated um i was like wait, wait, wait maybe something happened maybe he got away and then uh so i i was kind of like left with this like like faint glimmer of hope and uh but I, I think I knew deep down that it wasn't true. But I was kind of hoping that maybe something might happen. Well, I mean, you have to remember at this time frame they set up of Luke Skywalker, there were very few, you know, actual trained yeah. Jedi. I think right. was. I mean, there's still force sensitive people, but actual trained Jedi, very, very fucking few. So, well, well technically, they have to go bye bye. Yeah, exactly. I mean, technically. Well, I guess when when A New Hope started, it was Obi-Wan and then eventually Luke and and Yoda. But, I mean, as as the galaxy has expanded, then we know that there's there's a few more out there. But they are very few and far between. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like you, you, you love these characters, but you know... That's why it was so damn scary when fucking all this Rebels aired at the first point, too, because once again, uh, you know, the last thing we see of Ahsoka is fucking her locked in Mortal Kombat with Vader, and that's all we fucking know, too. So it's kind of like, is Ahsoka dead? Because, you know, there's a calling of Jedi, and she's meeting Darth Vader. We know Darth Vader ain't dead, so fucking, you know, what the fuck? So at this point, you know, we think Ahsoka's gone, and then they take Kanan from us, and it's like, well, Ezra's this kid. I hope he's got it in him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, super impactful. Um, Alberto, I, obviously I know you've seen, you've seen, you know, this isn't your first time, but um, do you have any thoughts? Do you remember when you first watched the episode of Rebels where Kanan died? Uh, I was kind of expecting it, and not just because like these characters don't show up in the movies, but um, it kind of just seemed like he was gonna do the the Obi Wan thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, 
probably the best way he could go out. <laughs> yeah, in a blaze of glory, literally. Yeah. Well, that's I what mean, we all want from our heroes, right? We want them, if they're going to die, we want the big death that means something, right? Well, yeah, and, and we haven't even gotten to that point because that's kind of like the beginning of the next episode. His his death certainly wasn't in vain um, because it was a huge victory uh, for the Rebels, but we don't find that out until a little bit further into the next episode. But um, I guess we'll jump into the next one. We can still talk a little bit about Kanan. Um, I don't know if Mars is even there, but do you have anything to add, Mars, about Kanan? I'm mad at Rocky. Okay, Jesus. all right. I said anything new to add. Because <laughs> Alberto doesn't care about people, uh, so Rocky could have at least Rocky could have at least given me an Iggy, like, "Hey, going into these." I did last week. I think he did. Yeah, I think I remember that. I alluded to it without giving any spoilers, but I said, "I, mean, I don't." Were... I don't listen to you. You would have had to like get my attention. <laughs> Touche, sir. You and my wife are on the same page. Yeah, I, I was, I cried like a small child. I cried. <laughs> that's, that's a testament to solid writing, solid performance, and sorry story, solid storytelling. Correct. It evoked the emotion. Hello. No, I, no it sucked. I, I do not. I don't want. I don't want any of these people to die. Not Chopper. Not Hera. Not Keenan. Not Space Dog. Keenan. <laughs> Keenan Ivory Wayans. Not, not any. I have, a, I have a clove thing in my mouth because I have a sore tooth. I'm angry. You know, we always talk about how these shows in relation to what's been happening on The Mandalorian, but to bring this to another point is, you know, take what you will of the sequel stuff at all or even fucking, you know, Rise of Skywalker for what it is. For someone like me, when you were hearing those voices at the end and hearing Mace Windu and whatever and the ones you do catch, I distinctly heard Kanan when his came out. And I was elated for that moment in Rise of Skywalker. I was like, man right on you know the boy got some love because he deserves it and it's tragic but i mean you know obi-wan died we got over it and embraced it there's actually a moment in this episode where fucking uh we have a moment like that well obi-wan is i mean in, in 1977, it sucked that Obi-Wan died, but I mean, he was only on screen in like a, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. You know, but that's all you needed. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like we've spent at this point, um, 70 something, no, 69 episodes, uh, with Kanan Jarrus each, you know, roughly 22 minutes. Uh, it's a lot of screen time, you know? Uh, just in comparison, and you just really get to know these characters exceptionally well. Uh, not but it depends on how you it depends on how you come into your Star Wars experience, because a lot of people who come in watching the Clone Wars, they know who the fuck Obi Wan is. So by the time he fucking gets to that point, you're invested. The Albert the Albertos of the world, you mean? Exactly. There's two <laughs> generations coming onto these films at all times, so it depends on if you watch them in chronological order or, you know, 
Obi-Wan was old, like Filoni. He had lived his time, <laughs> and, and it was okay for him to go and fade away. You better, you better do some Sir Alec Guinness respects, or I will come down there and fucking dick slap you in the I nose hole. like Guinness. With, uh, uh, for dinner. with pudding on it or not? It comes with his own pudding, technically. <laughs> that head is kind of pudding-like. All right. Uh, next episode, episode 11, Doom. Uh, is directed by Sergio Paez and written by Dave Filoni and Christopher Yost. And this one originally aired... Uh, actually, it aired right after on the, it came out the same day that Jedi Knight did, so... Um, there was probably yeah. no surprise as to whether or not this really happened. Um, and that was February 19th, 2018. And uh, the synopsis for a doom reeling from a devastating loss. The ghost crew rallies together to find a new purpose and resolve. Um, the only, uh, let's see. Yeah, no new voices. Uh, Jai Kel is back in this one. Uh, is voiced by Dante Dante Basco Bosco, and also funny enough, Sam Witwer actually voices a, a biker scout in uh, this episode as well. Really? Yeah. Is it, why is the one? Is it the one that's fucking getting questioned all the shit and back? Uh, I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, there's only one um person listed as a biker scout, so that's my guess. Interesting. So after the events of the last episode, what happened was Governor Price basically destroyed the fuel depot to take out Kane and Jarrus. Uh, now, she was hoping that they she would have taken out all the rebels, uh, the, well, the ghost crew, I should say, which would have been a huge victory and maybe would have helped offset the cost of uh, what they gave up. But... um. Still, they were able to take out Kane and Jarrus, but in uh, in doing so, they took out the fuel depot, which basically makes sure that the Tide Defender project is done for. Right. So it's a huge fuck up on Governor Price's part, despite the despite what they were able to to gain from it. Uh, this is a huge failing on her part, and. To kind of mask the failure, um, she decides to throw a parade, um, you know, like for killing Kane and Jarrus for their victory here, and um, hoping that that sort of is uh, um, the the news story that gets around, and not that they blew up the fuel depot and fucked up their Tie Defender project. They also make mention that it means then. Everyone's going to have the day off from working, so the news can't leak out. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> I like when Zeb makes that comment. It's like, they don't give him all the days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Ghost Crew don't even know this at first. They they just, you know, they obviously, I think they're all kind of reeling by what happened to Kanan that they can't realize what actually happened. Well, it was it was Sabine and Zeb that were going to fucking take advantage of this situation. So they sort of did the recon and that's the that's not how they found out that like actually what we did was a good thing. You know, so you know of course Thrawn coming back is like, kids, I leave the house for one fucking day and look what you do. 
You know, that's the Thrawn's coming back to the fact that you literally just had. And here's another thing. You know what I would love more than anything? A fucking snippet scene of fucking Thrawn having that conversation face to face with Palpatine trying to sell his project. I would just love to hear those two voices having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like don't it's like don't don't tell Thrawn the power station's dead. <laughs> Dude, okay, that was my choice for fucking episode title right there. That was awesome. <laughs> Don't tell Thrawn the power station's dead. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> that is a fucking dress, dude. Dishes are done, man. Uh, Kanan is done, man. Oh. There you go. Kanan's done, man. That All was right. that was the Sam Whitmer biker scout. Yeah. So the um the ghost crew comes back in the uh dropship and Sabine opens up the um uh the the cockpit and out comes flying out flying uh to Zeb's feet is the um TIE fighter helmet that she was wearing and she's visibly upset and crying. Please please say those words again slowly. No. So Sabine slowly opened up the cockpit. And and Zeb doesn't know what's going on. He 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 sees that everyone gets off except Kanan, and he's like, "What you know? What happened?" Whoa, whoa, whoa! And come on, man! <laughs> and uh, so he asks Ezra, and Ezra said Kanan didn't make it, um, or something along those lines. Let's going on. Kanan's gone. What do you mean gone? Like captured? No. He's gone. Uh, the look on Zeb's face, and then he just like grabs Ezra and hugs him. But what really fucking killed me is when Chopper goes up to Hera, and Hera's like holding the Calicori. She's visibly upset, and Chopper takes his his fucking uh, little uh, what what do we call it? <laughs> Pinchers. His 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 little uh, droid arm extends it out and grabs Hera's hand. That that fucking got me, man. Ugh, that got me. That's why uh, Chopper is the MVP of this fucking episode because he's a fucking droid, but he understands what Kanan means to Hera. And you know, like I just I thought that that was fucking beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, no. Like I said, you care about these little fucking three-dimensional cartoon drawings. Oh man, man, it sucks. Um. So yeah. So I mean, they get back and kind of report the news back to everyone else, and uh, Hera is just completely fucking destroyed. She just can't. She can't deal. Like she goes off and and she just can't deal. Um. And Ryder Azadi is kind of like we, you know, we need to do something, and and they're all. The ghost crew is just completely fucking destroyed, you know. Yeah, they uh, they they may have won the physical battle, but they lost the emotional battle, and fucking, it's harder to get through that one. So, they, at this point, I think um, this is when Zeb and Sabine kind of go out to kind of 
take a inventory of what happened and that's how they find find a found out that um that the fuel depot was actually destroyed so this puts this gives them a huge victory and you know Kanan gave his life for that and he probably knew uh that that's what would happen so i mean it was his last sort of um act and was huge for the rebellion it could have actually saved the rebellion right Cause, yeah. Because otherwise, uh, with the Tide Defender Project, I mean, who knows? Like that—that that might have been the end of the rebellion. So, um, and then Ezra is just sort of like despondent and trying to make sense of things, and he walks out into, um, uh, into the grasslands and sees the Loth Wolves show, and they start chasing him, and he's basically saying, you know, like, get away from me. What do you want? Um, and they, they take him down, like they like kind of knock him down, um, just to kind of get him to stop. And there's the one white one that, that the one that's talked to him in the past, um, you know, is kind of standing over him when he comes to, and then there is another loath wolf. Oh, actually, uh, before before that, um, uh, I forgot that uh, Governor Price actually does have uh, Kanan's lightsaber. Oh yeah. Um, and she's talking to Thrawn, basically telling him, you know, we we defeated Kanan Jarrus. I have his lightsaber. He's dead. And but Thrawn's fucking pissed because <laughs> his uh, defender project, his his big like his big project is uh ruined now at this point so it's also one of those rare moments where thrawn shows fucking emotion in either direction he actually does raise his fucking tenor a little bit it's like and when i return you and i are gonna have a talk and it's like yeah (laughs) that's even worse yeah here let me let me cue this up of our victory over the rebels grand admiral as for general Sindula, i have something better It's true, then. But the Jedi's death came at a cost, did it not? Did you really believe that holding a parade would hide the fact that you destroyed our entire fuel supply? In defeating Kanan Jarrus, you have accomplished what the rebels failed to and given them a victory. The operation on Lothal, my TIE Defender project, has been compromised. Grand Admiral, I... I will deal with you when I return. Governor. With their leader gone, the remaining rebels will flounder, the boy especially. <laughs> there you go. Governor. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great delivery, and, and he doesn't often do that. He's he's usually well-spoken, soft-spoken, um, but yeah, he fucking meant business there. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about them taking a legacy character and for the first time, A, bringing him back to a new generation who never would have read those books and fucking making him. It's rare that I say that anything when I re, when I only know a character from a book, I have something in my mind of what I think it is and rarely do adaptations ever hold as true as thing. But I will honestly say that voice and that face seeing it it's just cold dude it's i actually 
it's it's kind of one of those things like you know it, uh, Kevin Conroy. Whenever I read Batman comics, is the voice I hear in my head. Period. That he yep. is Batman. And fucking, you know, that's kind of like now if I read a Thrawn story, I hear that delivery in every word that I read. Yep. Did was this did somebody make this meme or did we talk about it? But um I I think I had a dream that Mad Mickelson there, uh that's Hannibal, right? Was gonna was uh Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, his brother his brother is Hannibal was director Krennic or um uh, not director Craig. Uh, fucking. Oh right. Um, yeah, that's right. Galen Urso. Galen Urso. Yeah. Uh. So is that true? Is what true? Is what true? Is is he Grandma's brother? <laughs> Who? Who? Hannibal's brother. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah. He looks. He looks like a less gaunt. Like he looks just like his brother, just less gaunt. We've mentioned Lars Mickelson like every week. Well, I don't listen to you either. But <laughs> <laughs> a... did, did, listen, don't make fun of me because I know the future. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mar- Mars has gone ahead of some shit. But yes, Lars Mickelson is Thrawn. Mars, I'm going to spoil the last episode for you. <laughs> uh, I got to go. Um, I will tell you this, that last fucking episode, when you see it, is going to fucking make you even love some things that happened in The Mandalorian even more. All right. Um, so while Sabine and Zeb are out sort of like doing some recon to figure out what um, what's going on now and why they're, you know, uh, what this parade's all about. Um, this is when Ezra wakes up and it's nighttime now. He, so he's been out for a little bit because it was daytime when he saw the Lolf wolves. And he is uh, led to um, this uh, just like one of the rock croppings, I guess you could say. I don't know what, what, they, what you'd call them, but one of the big rocks. And there he's just kind of hanging out. And then all of a sudden... Uh, behind him, uh, there is a huge, huge fucking loath wolf that is like right behind him and basically like, like taps him on the shoulder basically with his nose. And he tackled him and started dry humping him. I hate when dogs do that. Oh God. But there's something about this loath wolf. Something different. And it's the fourth Lolf Wolf. Before we'd only seen three, and now we see a fourth one. And it's got a very um, identifiable sort of symbol on its forehead and blue eyes. Hmm. No idea what that symbolism means at all. <laughs> but it is it is like bigger than like this is like ten times as big as the other Lolf Wolves. It's enormous. And friggin' huge. And when it talks, it talks like the other Lolf Wolves, but the voice sounds fairly distinct. Sounds like Freddie Prince Jr., man. And it says, Marvin, Marvin, <laughs> did you bring the milk in from the car? 
<laughs> um, and then we get uh, a really cool fight between Rook and Zeb and Sabine. And Sabine shows up and says, uh, we're not in the mood to, f- to fight fair today or something like that. So it's two on one. And then Rook says, neither am I. And then he fucking goes all predator and turns invisible. So we have we have an invisible Rook fighting um, Zeb and Sabine, and he's just just fucking toying with them um, until Sabine, as she always does, is uh, ingen- uh, her ingenuity helps out, and she has a paint. Uh, she uses paint and uh, basically fucking spray paints them um, so that they could see him, and then she's able to subdue him and. And then, no, no, she fucking paints him up where you can see, and Zeb gets on him and just starts pile-driving oh, his fucking fuck, face. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Zeb was not having any of it. He just fucking... Dude, Zeb, Zeb's, Zeb's had enough of people's shit. We are now seeing tribal fucking warrior fucking savage Zeb is fucking full effect right now. Yep. And then the Lothwolves leave a piece um, from the Jedi Temple behind uh, for Ezra, and it is kind of a cool design. But it's like a, it's like a, like a, <clears throat> like a. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Like a, one is like a open hand. One's a like a, um, a hand like with fingers together and then the other one was like a fist if I recall correctly um what kind of looks like might be some sort of code or some sort of symbol uh some sort of symbolism and so now there was symbolism in that symbol yeah (laughs) and now Ezra knows that he has to go to the Jedi temple on Lothal uh, because there's something happening there and, something happened and the piece of, uh, of of rock that was given to him with the symbols on it is, you know, some sort of key. And they never thanked me at all. I gave him a piece of me, and <laughs> they never said, hey, thanks, man. It's going to help us save the galaxy or nothing. <laughs> and, and then after that, uh, they show Zeb dragging Rook away with a new fucking paint job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that uh, fucking Sabine painted them all up. Fucking awesome. Here's the odds are even that I sell you guys now because I think I brought this up to Alberta way back when we first started watching Mando. If Mando runs into fucking Sabine, is that how he gets his first paint job and we get fucking new fucking uh, Din Djarin armor? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but I did love how um, uh, Hera was able to sort of overcome her grief in a sense and realize that it's not going to do the galaxy any fucking favors if I'm just in here sulking. And so in sort of a ritualistic manner, obviously they didn't have a body to bury or, or anything like that. Um but in in kind of a you know kind of ritualistic manner, she adds to the Calicori a piece for uh, for Kanan, which I thought was really awesome, and that's sort of her way to symbolize that he's part of the 
part of her family now, part of her legacy, and that she'll that he'll always be with her, right? Yeah. So it's also her also her sort of coming to terms with it. Like it was it was A adding him to that, but by the same token I think that was her way of trying to come to terms with it so that she can press forward in the shitty situation they're in. But fuck I'm it. pretty yeah, sure I, I mean, said that, but but yeah, that's <laughs> Oh did you <laughs> uh, well, Kanan died and so did several brain cells. So fucking, you know I'm just gonna say I, I should take another bong hit to more of my brain cells. Yeah you should. <laughs> okay. Let me do that real quick. Um and then here's to the brain cells that died from the death of Kanan Jarens. <laughs> Caleb Dune. Actually, I have to do it. I have to do it twice because not only did Kanan Jarrus die, but Caleb Dune died. So, <laughs> and then the Ghost Crew all comes back together at the end of that episode, and then we'll move on to the final episode of this week, episode twelve: Wolves and a Door. And this was directed by Dave Filoni and Bosco Ng, and written by Dave Filoni. And this one originally aired February 26th, 2018. And the synopsis, Ezra leads the ghost crew back to the Jedi Temple on Lothal where they discover that the Empire has diabolical plans for the powerful secrets it holds. Dia-fucking-bolical. And we do in this episode, as Mars so politely pointed out, we do have another voice that we need to fucking bring up in this episode. We have several. Is there several in this episode? Oh, well, well several. One main guy. Well, one main There's guy. one new yes. guy. You know what's funny? I actually didn't even recognize him. I didn't know that that was him. Um, but yeah, Malcolm McDowell is the voice of Minister Hyden, which in hindsight, I should have realized it was him because it was so obvious. <laughs> I, I've had the... Uh, um. Rob Zombie's Halloween on in the background. Why? So like he was like my mind, huh? Why? Um, because. Okay. Because <laughs> he hates himself. <laughs> or whatever. At least my favorite Star Wars character doesn't have thirty six action figures at every Target right now that nobody wants, except you. It, is that like Rose a- Tico? <laughs> Pe- Peppy Bo has 36 action figures that'd be dope they'd, they'd not be sitting on a shelf <laughs> uh, that motherfucker is waiting on fucking sex dolls to fucking start doing more fucking animated characters that motherfucker be ordering next week get a Peppy Bo fucking full size with proper horrified. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we have BFS. We have several actors in this that are archive, archival footage. Um so we have uh Freddie Prince Jr. as uh, Kane and Jarris. Now he's no longer, I guess, a official member. Um the Inquisitor is voiced by Jason Isaacs. Uh, the daughter is voiced by Adrian Wilkinson, and Ahsoka Tano is voiced by Ashley Eckstein. And in addition to Malcolm McDowell, we have Ian McDermott making an appearance as Emperor Pal- Palpatine in this as well. 
Elpsis back in play. Fran, I'd like you to overhead my regeneration chamber. I need you to travel the galaxy and get me all the unlimited semen so that I can store it and regenerate myself. This is a this is a space opera, not a sea opera. Why does it need semen? Because it helps me regenerate and it tastes good on ice cream. Oh, oh fuck. You asked, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, fucking this is this is pretty epic. And for those of those of you who haven't viewed or are watching in tandem with us too, I mean obviously when we first went to the temple, you, you remember those three characters on that thing if you watched Clone mm-hmm. Wars that always just, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have skipped me hot way to Sloney fella no child tell a story. <laughs> Kiss me all hot. Oh, I God. know what boys swan. I know what guys mean. I know what boys like. Boys like Mars. Oh God. Maybe we could do you have nub before we talk about this last episode. <laughs> Douche chills, they are oh, Jesus. <laughs> All, right, All right. So in this Ezra, um, so we have what's left of the ghost crew. Uh, we have Ezra, we have Sabine, we have Hera, we have Chopper, and we have Zeb. And uh, Ezra is able to call the Lulf Wolves and. Um. So they 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 show up. It's actually not the the fourth one, isn't the the Canaan one. <clears throat> there's the white one, and then there's three like dark gray ones, um, to take them to where they need to go. So all four of them hop aboard a loth wolf, and I love the choppers like, wah, 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 what about me? <laughs> and then one of the loth wolves just fucks and fucking bites him and, sh- and like puts him in his mouth and then rides with chopper in his mouth. <laughs> it was pretty fucking good. And then they ride, they ride like the wind uh, through Lothal. Until they get into the wide open pasture and suddenly they. Yeah. Well, this is, so this is where the archive sounds come into play. Um, let me see. Maybe I, if this isn't too long, maybe I'll just play this whole thing here. Hold on. You want to ride? You don't know us. And I don't want to. I lost my way for a long time, but now I have a chance to change things. We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. That was a mistake. Why? Because you have no one left to die for you. No. Because I have nothing left to fear. This is a new day. A new beginning. There's a cost for any action you take now, Ezra. Things are getting worse just as they did back when I was your age. But back then, there were 10,000 Jedi Knights protecting the galaxy. Now, there's just you and me. 
So that was as they're sort of traveling on the Lothwolves. We still don't know exactly how they travel, but they're <clears throat> they're able to almost, in a sense, like use the hyperspace. So I don't know if it's force traveling. I don't know what we'll call it, but <clears throat> they're able to uh, cra- uh, travel great distances um, somehow. And during that, everyone had heard, uh, If I, I believe everyone heard it, right? Everyone heard Kanan's voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so everyone heard what was going on in that. So I thought that that was a really um, kind of a cool little moment as they're traveling and they get that. But they're brought to the Jedi Temple on Lothal and they go and it's kind of like the scene out of like a, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there there's like an excavation going on. They're like excavating the temple, the the Empire is. And this is, I think, what Kanan I think I think it was Kanan said that he was he feared that they were doing something far greater or far more sinister. Was it Kanan that said that? You guys recall anyone? Thanks. Thanks everyone. Great. Uh, Great show you got here, Johnny. <laughs> Just keep telling us stories. I think Rocky passed out and Mars is under the cubbies. Dude, Kane's death took a lot out of my fucking brainstem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna remember this day. I can, feel, I can feel the coolness flowing into my vertebrae. In in like in like ten years when Rocky is in like like in fucking wheelchair and a vegetable. Convey me at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna ask what 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 did it? Kanan Jarrus dying, man. It fucked me up. Yeah. There's the beauty. There's beautiful poetry. Beautiful what? I don't know. Now I'm fucking losing you guys. This is bullshit. Young Wars and Satano Ark, fucking Anakin's, Obi-Wan's, whoever's. There's a reverence to fucking the storytelling when you're really trying to get in the meat of the who a character Well, I'm sure he gets plenty of practice at the home. They have basket weaving, story weaving, loom. Hugo weaving. Hugo weaving. They going back to when he hung out with the guy that invented the- Sigourney weaving, Some, weaving. Samara weaving Mars. I know you're a big fan of hers. Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! I didn't, I didn't think I said Bo Katan. He was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> what if she plays Sabine Mars? I don't know. She cuts her hair's too long. Nah, they need to. That's another one that they should lean into. The 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 lady who actually voices her would be that age, and uh, she looks kind of like what I think they went for with Sabine. So I thought Sabine, the actress who played Sabine, was African American. Indian, I do believe. Yeah, she's Indian. Um, yeah, she's Indian. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that wouldn't be a good casting choice, though. Um, I have on more than one occasion asked the singer of my band to dress like uh, Sabine. Dude, you guys give me so much crap. 
when I bring it up, but you hear the direction in which he's going at it. He's got he's got actual fucking weird cosplay plans. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's, like a- it's fucked up. <laughs> She's a grown woman. Anyways, see live action. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. give a shit about what you've got to say. I'm out. I don't know what happened, but you guys were all really freaking out, and then you think uh, old man Rex will show up in the Boba Fett show, huh? I think we're gonna get a or if you're a fan of the of uh, Heir to the or, um, Shadows of the Empire, I would love to see more of the Black Sun. I would like to see fucking the Boba Fett cartel fucking Boba Fett. take on Black Sun. Uh, you guys, hey, are, welcome bre- back, you guys are breaking up and then all of a sudden I popped out. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. But let's get through this. So. <laughs> your ISPS herpes. I thought you just abandoned us and Rocky was in charge. I, yeah. I wish. And you'd be amazed how well it went without you here. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <sighs> Alberto actually spoke and shit. Oh. Uh-huh. I missed it. Full sentences and everything. Wow. Press. Impressive. All right. So they're at the Jedi Temple. And um, <laughs> they see two um, uh, scout troopers who are, you know, kind of coming in from what looks like uh, they were patrolling the area. And... Um, so they see an opportunity to once again infiltrate. And so I love that, uh, Zeb takes a helmet and just knocks them out. (laughs) Um, so Sabine and Ezra now are on the scout. They take the, the armor and go down into the, um, Jedi temple to try to sort of suss out what's going on. And they head down there. And then this is when they encounter Malcolm McDowell's character of Minister Hyden, um, who is an interesting character. You don't typically see someone like him working with the Empire. So Back back when – I equate this character with back when there was Expanded Universe, when they brought up and or mentioned or did stories of an Inquisitor during that 
fucking time of the purge way back in the old shit before we had any definitive anything about it that's always what i imagine these creepy old you know they were like fucking palpatine minions you know yeah yeah well you see you do see one obviously in um or a couple in return of the jedi but you see one in rogue one as well it's the kind of creepy yeah. Yeah, they, they almost look like palpatine yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Um, I'm trying to remember what scenes they were in, but I do remember seeing someone that kind of had a similar vibe to them, yeah. That's cool. Huh. So while they're in here, I mean, clearly this is like a huge excavation. There's like a like a big, you know, like security. They've, they have like sorting tables and like pallets of like stuff that they've taken it's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're totally when they're is, yeah. fucking uncovering, you know, the city. You definitely are losing some fucking brain cells. Cause <laughs> what? I, I that's what I said earlier. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we do have the Emperor uh, shows up and talks to um, Minister Hyden and basically tells him to keep keep going they need to break the code and they need to find um uh i don't know if it's clearly states what they're looking for but they're looking for something in in there they're trying to figure out the glyphs they're trying to see how it makes sense to open the door he knows there's a door there they just don't have any clue how any of it fits together yep and there's a great scene when hera is uh hi johnny what did he die? No, I'm here. Where the fuck do you guys go? Been right here, man. No, I I was right here. You guys fucking... You guys are freaking me out. Discord has had enough of us. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like stop <laughs> this fucking episode now. All right, so let's wrap it up. There is a cool moment where Hera, like puts her hand on her shoulder and then you can see like a blue glowy. blue glowy of Kanan um, reaching out and putting his hand on, on her hand on while well, it's on her shoulder. I thought that was a nice moment. It gave Hera a smile and kind of some conviction in what, she, what needed to be done. Um, well, yeah, because she didn't want to send fucking, she didn't want fucking Sabine and Ezra to go near there. They just fucking lost Kanan. And then she didn't want to have to be in control of sending somebody else to fucking go die. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so they're looking at uh, a mural, and on the mural, um, it has the father, son, and daughter from Mortis. Uh, if you guys, obviously, you guys remember back in the Clone Wars, this is that fo- like hidden force planet. Um. Is this post mortis? <laughs> and I- interestingly enough, uh, Ezra notices a few things about it. He he notices, uh, fuck, I always forget the name of the um, Ahsoka's familiar, the owl kind of kind of deal. I always forget the the name of that creature. But anyways, you see one on the daughter's uh, shoulder. 
Um, and so they notice a few things about it. And then if you, when they look closely, they see that um, the symbols, um, oh, they also see loth wolves um, kind of at their feet as well. But then there's also symbols, um, the symbols that were on the um, piece of rock that was given to Ezra uh, is contained within the mural. You see the hands of each character and they're holding them in a different way. Um, similar to what was uh, on the the piece of rock that was given to Ezra. So he, he notices this, references it, and figures that that might be some way to unlock the, the code. So uh, Sabine, as always, is trying to cause a distraction while Ezra is trying to f- fumble and bumble around and figure it out. Um, he is able to, though, while Sabine is kind of getting into some sort of trouble uh, trying to hold off everyone. But it is kind of this cool scene where he's able to kind of unlock it, and then you see the Lothwolves uh, run along the wall, like this, you know, these uh, art drawings, these... um... I think Mars completely adequately fucking made a one sentence comment about this episode on Facebook earlier, <clears throat> but uh, it was like a nice fucking mushroom or fucking acid moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they, the mural starts moving and you see the daughter sort of move and then the the, the father um, you know, then sort of points into a certain direction and this leads Ezra you know, to the proper place and then you see the Loth Wolves also moving to the right and Ezra follows them. Um, and this is all happening on a mural on a wall. So it was actually, you know, pretty fucking interesting looking. And then Ezra goes over there and sees them sort of like circling, like, you know, like creating a circle um, and kind of assumes that that might be it. And so uh, sure enough, um, he sees and he touches, he reaches out and touches the rock and he, his hand essentially goes like, goes through it. And he realizes that this is the, basically the portal. This is what they're looking for. And so the Imperials now see this and they see Ezra standing at it and they realize that this is the door that they've been looking for. And they, the, um, uh, the minister, Minister Hyden, basically says, you know, get him and sends the troopers after him. Um, but Ezra g- r- takes a running start and then runs and jumps into the rock wall. And he disappears. And <laughs> and then the uh, stormtroopers try to follow him. They run into the, uh, into the stone and just fall. They're not able to get in. And the Loth wolves have stopped running around in a circle. And that's where we end. Dun, dun, dun. Well, unless you're me, Alberto, or Mars. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was Wesley Willis on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> Rock on, Lotho. <laughs> Rock over, Lotho. <laughs> Rock like by my act growling. I whooped Thrones blue ass. <laughs> yes. Rock over Lothal. <laughs> rock over Capital City. Rock over Lothal. Rock over Tatooine. <laughs> Blue milk. 
Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> moisture, con- moisture converters. They keep you wet. <laughs> I told I told you I played in a band that was on a bill with him twice. Uh, we used to have a thing where I'm from in Charleston that used to be called Free Fall Jam, and then they changed it to Wave Fest later. But fuck it, Free Fall Jam. Uh, there'd be two stages, and uh, Wesley was invited because the morning show on our radio station there had been playing a lot of him, and uh, he he was there two different years that we were playing on the same stage. So I actually briefly met him once. He's kind of what you expect, uh, but the next year, I you know it was kind of more of a, a distance kind of thing. But fucking uh, that was crazy, man. Wesley fucking Willis. I'm always shocked at how many people know him. He slept over at the house I lived at. <laughs> really. Yeah, I thought yeah. we I thought we traded Wesley Willis stories, but I don't know if it was on the air. But, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, might have been on that other show way back when. I think I do remember having a conversation with you guys on the other on the trick or treat. Yeah, that might have been it then. As soon as you leave the house, you had to go to the bathroom every fucking time. <laughs> How many times did Eric. you get head butted, Mars? Millions. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Eric. Eric. What's up, Wesley? My dick's got to piss. <laughs> Eric, get yes. the dog the hell away from me. You know who he hated, Tiny White. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Oscar's crazy. on the other side. Ezra, do you like my art drawing? <laughs> All right. Rock over Lone Rock, Rock over. on Capital City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rancors is for fucking. Rock over Bespin. Yes, let's get the news. We gotta wrap this up. All right. Hibernation sickness. All right, so that is gonna end our discussion of Rebels for this week, and we unfortunately only have four more episodes left. How I, hey, I, let's, how am I gonna fucking? It's been a ride. I'm, it's been a ride, right? So let me let me say this: uh, we have we're not done yet. Uh, could change my mind in the last four episodes. But when you guys were saying like we were watching Clone Wars, and when that started to pick up, I was like, okay, this is really fucking good. And you guys were like, oh no, no, like Rebels, Rebels. And I was just thinking like, how the fuck is Rebels going to be better than this? Like I legit was like, you guys are just blowing smoke. How can Rebels be better? Um, I'm going to go on a limb. <laughs> it's not much of a limb, uh, especially with four episodes left, but this show is fucking perfect. This show is fucking... I wouldn't go as far as perfect. There are some things that we all say kind of bugged us from time to time, like fucking Ezra's adolescence acting as he's older. You know, little things that were, you know, kind of were like, why did I have to do this route? But I would say from a fucking cohesive Star Wars tale of the birth of the Rebel Alliance... This yeah. really fucking gave you everything you needed in this story. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk, this will be a topic we talk about as we do uh, next week and then the wrap up. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been such a ride, man. And I'm both, uh, excited beyond belief to watch the last four episodes, but incredibly, uh, bittersweet that is coming to an end. Like, we, there will be no more Rebels episodes to watch after next week. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. That's why it's exciting to see that we're getting a door to the live action versions of these things because we're going to get to see some characters again, man. That fucking, for some of us who saw this show long ago, are like, 
it's 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 time fucking for these things to have life man there needs to be a live action thrawn we're getting a live action thrawn dude i have dreamed about this since i read those fucking books you know it, it's happening Dream it's fucking on. happening dreams on dream until your throne comes through <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so next week we are wrapping up rebels series the we're doing the series finale uh, we're going to be doing episodes 13, 14, 15, and 16. After next week, there are no more Rebels. Last four episodes. Uh, it looks like Dave Filoni, not, not, not surprising, but is uh, very heavily involved in all four. If we don't do that episode next week, Rebels will never end. That's true. That is true. Although, although you have already started. Yes. Um, you you went forward into the, the, the space between, didn't you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop there. That's the that's the name of next week's episode, fuck nugget. No, it's a world between worlds. World between worlds, that's sorry. I misspoke. Brain, Dude again, brain cell, Jairus, brain brain cell cells. between brain cells. <laughs> Plus I have also explained to you my insomnia issues, so lack of belief is not helping either. So eat a bag of dicks. Every time that he looks in the mirror, all this weed in his bongs getting scarcer. Not scarcer. <laughs> it's getting overworked. Yeah, it's getting more work. All right. So that is going to do it for Rebels. If you guys, what we're going to do is we're doing uh, obviously the last four episodes of Rebels next week. And then the week after, we are going to do a wrap up. If you guys have thoughts about the f- specific to the final four episodes, uh, feel free to send a voice message forceinsensitive at gmail.com or if it relates to just sort of like the uh, series as a whole, um, you know, feel free to send it for the following week, forceinsensitive at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to yeah, hear Yeah, you know what? I want to I want to hear what some of the regulars have to say about how their thoughts at end of series are, like Evil Corny and Pabst and fucking, you know, all those motherfuckers, man, because... This was an impactful series, dude. And those fuckers who are actually fans, I want to hear what people's overall thoughts are when we get to the wrap-up show. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we're going to tackle a little bit of news, and then we're going to wrap shit up. Um, I didn't have a lot. It looked like a pretty light news week. Um, One thing I did see is that there is a rumor that Star Wars Detours might finally see the light of day on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it was a pre-Disney era um, Lucasfilm project that never saw the light of day. Interesting. You guys familiar with it? I I was not actually. I'm not. Yeah, actually. yeah I, had, I had heard about it. So it's. Uh, it's I'm gonna. A- t- I tell you. I'm gonna tell you that that actually works though, because me and my wife this weekend we had some downtime while we were waiting on food to deliver, and I actually went on to the. Uh, the one that has caravan of the, I forgot what they call it. This legacy, whatever it has like caravan of carnage or whatever the fuck that one is. And fucking Ewok adventures and shit. But it had the little animated segment pulled out of the holiday special. That's just the Boba Fett thing. I think it's yep. called a fucking, uh, the something Wookiee. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just popped that on and watched it. So fucking, and I'm actually, I'm going to lobby for us to do a little dive into that classic clone wars piece that just showed up on Disney plus too. Cause fucking, uh, yeah, man, it's enjoyable to watch those. So I'm really curious about this detour thing as you brought it up. 
Oh, bullshit. I just went to go look for that thing you were talking about, and uh, Disney Plus is fucking raising their price next month. By how much? Well, actually, I think they did this month. Cause this is your yeah, they already did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weird that I just got it now. It says your, your subscription will increase from twelve ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine or next bill date, uh, which was, yeah, last month. Got month. a dollar? Yeah, unbelievable. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Fucking crazy-ass Nazi mouse. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Vintage, that's what they're calling it. Yes, there you go. So yeah, I actually, while I was waiting on food delivery last Saturday before the squeaky, I pulled up that uh, that little thingy and watched that. So it's the same thing with that Forces of Destiny. They're five minutes short. It's like one day I was just like, I got some time to blow. I've never seen this and it's Star Wars. So, you know, stick it in my eye hole. So, so again, yeah, they got there you go. Caravan of Courage, Ewoks, and the Battle for Endor. Uh, the story of the faithful Wookiee, which is... Uh, that's what they're. That's the beast. That's the Boba Fett one. Yep. Yeah. yeah and, from the holiday special. And then Ewoks, and then Clone Wars, um, the Jendi Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, which I would love for us to review. They're pretty short. We could do one episode and get through them all. Star Wars, Star Wars is gummy bears on Disney Plus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> do you guys know the the? The elevator pitch with detours. Um, uh, yeah, go go ahead. I, I I read an article, but you probably know better than I do. Yeah, it's essentially like uh, like an animated comedy series, but it's um, it was created by Seth Green and the other dude that do Robot Chicken. So yeah, it it seemed like it was supposed to be Robot Chicken, but only Star Wars in a way. Um, yeah, yeah Disney. I think Disney canceled it because at the time it was supposed to. Be, had it come out, it would have been the first star new Star Wars thing in like you know under under the Disney umbrella. Yeah, probably. and they didn't really want they didn't really want it to be that. Yeah, it makes, so makes I sense. think I think they I think um, Seth Green said a while ago that they had like almost forty episodes complete like, completed and ready to go. And they had almost a hundred episodes total, like written. Are they average length of the robot chicken sketch? So, like, a, an episode is just like a few minutes. I don't know. Um, I know, like, a, I know, like six months ago, like I think a um, an episode leaked, and it was like five or six minutes long. But I don't know if that was supposed to be the whole episode or if the episodes were supposed to be, um, you know. A bunch of different skits. Yeah, so it says ah, 39 right. episodes were completed before the show was canceled. Apparently, at least another additional 13 episodes were partially animated, but um, remained unfinished. They've also been properly finished in the years since, um, bringing the total number of installments to at least 52 episodes. And according to Seth Green, there were 62 completed scripts, so it's unclear what will happen to those 10 remaining episodes if they're going to animate them or if they just won't see the light of day. I don't know. If it does well, they'll probably throw some money at it. It's a, they, they need it's content a non, rolling up. On. It's a non-canonical sort of thing. It's just kind of like a goofy Star Wars yeah, day, oh yeah. day in the life of thing, I think. I've, yeah. I've, I love Robot Chicken, and I like their spoofs on Star Wars they've done, and their spoofs on DC are fantastic, so I would watch it just because A, makes me laugh, and B, 
And it's still Star Wars. Yeah, it says a fully finished segment of the series called Dog Day Afternoon leaked online. So I think there is one out there for people to, to check out. I know. I take Star Wars too seriously for any of them. In one of the screenshots, there's a picture of Obi-Wan, Greedo, IG-88, C-3PO, and Han Solo dancing in front of Jabba. So there you go. <laughs> So, is Rocky gonna shame them? What's that? Is Rocky gonna shame them? Poor for being sex workers. <laughs> Wait a minute, no, hey, you're I, anybody who's listened to the beginning point of this show, you're the one that was using sex workers as a derogatory. Why why are those three things only gonna be sex workers? Well, say hey, sex workers not so bad, then why do you care? Maybe they're I, fucking I, good at it. I wasn't using it as a derogatory thing. You were? No. You uh-huh. don't were like you don't like yeah, 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 sex worker. I'm the one that says they do other things. But you gotta hang up, man. I suggest you maybe uh, seek some uh, fucking uh, interspecies erotica there, fucko. Oh, I wanna yub nub so fucking bad. Might as well. But now we got one more one more piece of news, and, and Mars is going to come and open up a sex dungeon when they drop Bespin in SWG Legends. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's going to come be my little sex bitch. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm not even going to let him bathe. I'm just going to let him lay in crust all fucking day long and just use him oh, like a God. fucking busted-ass <laughs> bowling ball bag. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> With your life or with us? Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Say it, say it, Alberto. Say it. He wants the bag of semen. Oh, God. Yub nub. Yub nub. I'm saying it. All right. So as uh, as Rocky said, it looks like uh, the Bespin update is going to be coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Legends for anyone who plays SWG Legends. If you do, give us a yep. shout. Yeah, come see my naked Rodian butt running through a battlefield. (laughs) It's really quite cute. Uh, All right, we don't have time for Star Wars and or new leaked set photos, so we'll talk about this next week maybe. All right, that's it. Rest in peace, Kanan Jaros. Bye, everyone. Yeah, congratulations, eh? And did they put it in your dick or your ass?